0: Good evening and welcome to the January 9th, 2024 meeting in the Milton Select Board. Before we begin, please join us as we recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge, pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag of the, the United States, States of America and, and to the republic to for which it stands, stands one, one nation, under God, indivisible, with, with liberty and justice for all. <sighs> All right, thank you for that. Item three is public comment, and uh, we allow 21 minutes for public comment, up to 21 minutes, up to three minutes per speaker, and the way we do it is we go back and forth between the in-person participants and the online participants. In-person participants should come up and sign in, give your name and address, and you'll have up to three minutes, and I'll let you know at two minutes and 30 seconds, and the um, online participants should raise their hands um and how do we raise hand by phone it's star nine I think that one. star nine all right so, so star nine if you want to raise your hand by phone so uh, public comment mr milano will um, count the 21 minutes and i'll count the three minutes for the speakers and as i said i'll let you know at two minutes and 30 seconds that uh, you have 30 seconds to go i apologize for being very strict on the time but we have to um, according to the state law, or the, the law is interpreted by the courts, we have to be very specific on our timing so that everyone has a fair shot and no one gets more than anyone else gets. So, uh, with that, do we have anyone for public comment here in person?
1: Mr. Chair, I believe there are some names that we're oh, we designed. have some. So
0: if we have some signed up names, maybe, we'll, you know, if you can come up and see if you're where you are on the list, and we'll go by where you are on the list.
2: first on the list. <clears throat> Thank first you, Mr. Chairman. Last. My name is Jeff Wilkinson. I live on Beacon Street in Precinct 10, and I'm a Milton resident for over 35 years. I support a yes vote on the February 13th election, and I'm here to ask the select board to do everything in your power to assure our voters understand the facts about what's at stake in this election. And please clarify that people can vote yes, even if they signed the petition to put this question on the ballot. I recognize it sounds naive in this political era to insist facts matter, but people should look at the facts when making up their minds about how to vote. If you look at the website of the campaign for a no vote, it's appalling how badly the truth is distorted. For instance, opponents ask rhetorically whether a no vote will threaten funding for schools, and the answer categorically, no. Despite the fact that Governor Healy said specifically on December 7th, quote, if you don't comply with the act, then you're going to see us withholding as a state for any money for any number of programs that you're used to receiving money for. That includes for schools, it includes for roads and bridges, and it includes a whole host of things that are important to communities, end quote. It's disingenuous to ignore the governor's pledge. Milton School parents have every right to be concerned about what a no vote would mean for their children in our town, not to mention those of us who drive here. The no campaign website also complains the state's guidelines were updated last summer and that Brookline and Newton had more time than we did to develop their zoning. In fact, the core state guidelines were released in 2022. We had the same amount of time to comply as everyone else. And the other 11 communities classified, like Milton, have already complied with the law. We had an inclusive planning process in Milton throughout 2023, including 28 planning board meetings and eight public forums. Town officials came up with an excellent responsible zoning plan. The opponents never offered an alternative plan, and they still don't have a plan. No is not a plan. Town meeting members carefully studied this zoning in advance and went through the details over two nights of debate. Two-thirds of them agreed to approve the plan that's on the February 13th ballot. They say all's fair in love and war. Well, we all love our town, and we obviously have different visions for the town we want to live in. I want a town where everyone is welcome and where we have options for seniors, working families, town employees, and small businesses. I want a town that shares responsibility to address the regional housing crisis that threatens our economic future. Milton is not an island. I hope an overwhelming majority of town voters look at the facts and agree with the supermajority of town meeting members. A yes vote is good for Milton. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Wilkinson.
0: All right, let's go uh, to um, our online participants in the order in which their hands are raised. If you could promote um, Janet Farone, I think she's the first one on the list, Mr. Morrow. Is that right?
3: Yeah.
0: She been promoted? I don't see her yet.
4: (coughs) Yes,
5: here now.
6: I um I didn't hear what name you called. Uh, Janet
0: Farone. Our okay, That's me. Oh, uh, if you could uh, give your name and address, and you'll have three minutes, and I'll I'll um, I'll uh, interrupt you briefly at two minutes and thirty seconds to let you know that you have thirty seconds to go.
6: Okay, uh, Janet Ferron, seventy one Central Avenue, and I'm a town meeting member from Precinct Two, and I'm here tonight to speak in favor of the MBTA Act and for voting yes for milton in the special election on february 13th Um, i'm right near the central avenue t which is really um i use frequently my 24 year old son doesn't even have a license because he's always on the t Um, i'm thinking about the residences across from me the 36 central and i remember the opposition to that multi-unit housing and now it's really an integral and valued part of our community Uh, especially with the two thriving businesses that added to our much-needed tax base. Um, I'm in support of this act as a senior citizen, getting ready to eventually downsize and looking for more affordable housing, which would be allowed under this zoning, but this act would not actually require any housing, just the zoning that would put us in compliance with no actual housing built. Um, I agree with the previous speaker that there's been so much misinformation about that. And I've been uh, speaking to folks who did sign the petition and who've now really educated themselves and and people, you know, have been switching their uh, their vote on that. Um, What I'd like to say about this is that being out of compliance with the Act, again, as the previous speaker said. Um, the governor has been very clear that the governor expect the laws of the Commonwealth to be followed and funding will be cut. The other thing is, if we vote against this, the local control is taken away. We would not have the ability to participate in this, and the state could come down and demand that we do certain things not in the way that we would want to do. So I really encourage everyone to um, check out the Yes for Milton website, Um, you as the board to really think about what this would mean for Milton, for us to be breaking the law, losing funds, incurring legal fees. Every other community, Brookline, so many. 30 seconds, um, Ms. Farrell. Sure, have um, voted yes on this, and I think it would be a travesty if we let a group of folks who are misrepresenting talk us into being out of compliance and losing needed funds. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ms. Farron. Um, going to the in person list, Elizabeth Dillon. You all want to come up and stand behind her you can okay. do that.
7: Sure. I brought everybody. What's that? You're gonna tell me when I'm starting? I brought everybody. Yes I won't, okay. yes I haven't
0: started the clock yet. No, no, we'll let okay. people get, we'll
7: let people get behind
0: I you. I brought everybody.
7: Before okay. we start the clock. <laughs> okay, thank you.
8: Don't be afraid. i forward, there's gonna be a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Okay. All right. Everybody
7: comfortable? All right, the clock will start now. Hi, it's Elizabeth Dillon, Governor's Road. Good evening. Today, I and all these people behind me, residents of Governor's Road, request your help with traffic relief and ask you to put our street on your agenda for the next board meeting. Speed, volume, and aggression haunt the neighbors on Governor's Road. Our fight began over 46 years ago in 1978 and continues today. For 42 of those years, I did not live here, but I do now and I will never stop until this problem is resolved. In 2020, the Traffic Mitigation Committee issued a report, including a neighbor's concerns that traffic does not wait for stop school buses at bus stops. The neighbor described it as, quote, a clash of kids and cars trying to get through the intersection. On October 2nd, 2023, I emailed town employees with the same concern because my husband witnessed a car go around a parked school bus at a school bus stop with the stop sign out very nearly hitting young children. As the Traffic Mitigation Committee noted, vast majority of traffic on governors is cut through, not Milton residents, with speeds of up to 69 miles an hour. The traffic mitigation committee noted that while 22% of drivers are speeding, police enforcement alone is not enough. Recently, Beta Engineering stated that 23% are still speeding. The problem has not gotten better and with increased volume has actually gotten worse. There are thousands of cars every week and there are very few tickets because the police cannot do it alone. Our neighbors have been physically threatened Threatened with bodily harm in front of their children. They have had thr- trash thrown on their property. And during our Christmas caroling on December 15th, 39 children, I counted, were crossing the road under the supervision of adults, including three adults direct- directing traffic with flashlights. A driver refused to wait and drove through and around the crowd of 39 children. In the same Traffic Mitigation Committee report from 2020, our neighbor behind me, Ryan Mulcahy, requested speed bumps. On January 19, 2023, after conducting a survey of every resident of Governor's (laughs) Road, I also requested speed bumps or any other mitigation. Notably, in in 2010, the Select Board asked the Traffic Commission to explore mitigation, including speed bumps. In its report, the Traffic Mitigation Committee repeatedly noted noted residents' concern that a child would get run over as the mother of a three and five year old and the neighbor of 60 children on Governor's Road, including these two behind me, from Edge Hill to Edge Hill, I can't let this happen. Just I believe, thank you. I believe that you, the current select board, will help us. I know you will. And therefore, I ask you to place us as a formal agenda item at the next select board meeting. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you,
9: thank you Ms.
0: Dillon. Thank you, everyone. All right. Uh, let's go uh, to the online uh, hands. The next hand up in line is John Kahane. If you could pro- promote, Mr. Kahane.
3: Just a...
9: hello.
0: Yes, Mr. Kahane. Go go ahead.
9: My name's um, John Cohen. I live on 73 Antwerp Street, husband, father, grandfather, town meeting member Precinct 7, and East Milton Neighborhood Association board member. I am in favor of the intent of the MBTA Communities Act to provide climate-friendly, affordable housing, but I am voting no because I am convinced that our planned response, Article 1, will do neither. I am new at town politics, and the last town meeting left me feeling uneasy. We are all in this for the good of the town. We should be sympathetic to those who do not achieve what they felt was best for the town. To me, it felt like an us versus them argument when we're all in this together. I formed my opinion over a lifetime with regards to climate change and the threat to my children and grandchildren, and with regards to affordable housing most recently by learning the threat that it is to our state and locally. And by attending multiple forums, and I heard over and over how this area and that area will never be built because of newly constructed units are unfeasible financially, or the state owns the property, etc. The draft is a, of this act can walk away saying, look what I did to support climate-friendly, affordable housing, knowing full well neither will happen. Politics as usual. How is it that a plan can meet the requirements of a climate-friendly affordable housing act while it has been stated outright on video that this area and that area won't be built upon for various stated reasons, and yet the plan is okay. That is why I am challenging it. Yes, unfortunately, there are those among us who want to outright stop the plan, but they are in the minority just as there are those among you with less than honorable reasons for supporting it. Again, that's politics. And this is where breaking the law is a little overdone. We're not meeting a deadline. We fully intend to meet the law. We're not fighting it, we're making it better. And those who want to come at us for it, I say bring it on and prepare a good defense for why a plan that won't meet the goals is acceptable. And I can go on. I thank everyone who worked on this plan for putting it together, and I think you achieved the desired result. Compliance with minimal impact on the town. And the act allowed you to do this. But unfortunately, the claimed objectives are unlikely to be met. 30 seconds, Mr. Cohen. 30 seconds, sir. 30 seconds, yep. And so we need a new directive, and that is to not comply with a badly written act, but to actually provide climate-friendly affordable housing. If I've said it over and over, it's because that's what this is about. I ask those sections in town, not impacted by this, to support those of us who are and give and vote no on February 13th and support us again in May when we bring forth a plan that provides a thank better you. chance at climate-friendly affordable housing while also addressing infrastructure cross-traffic, the impact Mr. on top apartments. It's no small uh, piece,
2: but our effort thank, will not stop you, until Graham. it's done. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
0: All right, uh, let's go next uh, to the um, in-person list, uh, Chad Traveri. Did I pronounce it right? Chad Traveri from Governor's Road?
2: Thank
3: you very much. Hi, everyone. My name is Chad Traveri. I live at 130 Governor's Road in Milton. And um, I'm here to talk about the same traffic issues that Liz did. Uh, I Admittedly, it's a tough act to follow but I will try and do my best. Um, Instead of an emotional plea though, I'd like to give some data that we have from our road. Um, About 50 yards uh, from the end of our road, we have one of those uh, speed speed signs that also records your sign and flashes it to you. Those signs also record data from the vehicles that uh, go by it. Um, Slightly before COVID, I, I had requested from the town a year's worth of data and looking through that data, we found some very interesting things, such as, as Liz mentioned, the, the maximum speed that was, that was recorded was 69 miles an hour. That is on a 25 mile per hour road. But more importantly, the average max speed per week is between 40 and 45 miles per hour, meaning that this is not a one-time occurrence of some drunken idiot going down our roads. This has happening every single day of every single week. Moreover, Monday through Friday, while my data is a little bit different than what Liz had said, 40%, close to 40% of the traffic is considered a, quote, violation, uh, violation I'm assuming means greater than 25 miles per hour. And as many of my, many of my neighbors have noted here, um, that seems reasonable, unfortunately. Now, that, those numbers do drop off a little bit around the weekends. Because again, as noted, the, these are not Milton residents that are using these roads inappropriately. We care about our children. Uh, the biggest surprise, though, is that weekly we have over eleven thousand visitors, and if you do the math, that is that is more than one car a day every single minute of every single day, including weekends, including three in the morning. Um, so it is a volume issue as well as a as well as a speed issue. Um, so. Just You've already heard the emotional plea. This is just some of the data. I'd be happy to update it at any time. But just to give you some facts and numbers around what we're talking about, I thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank you, Mr. Trudeau. All right, let's go next to um, online, and it's a telephone number 794. Uh, if you could, um, I think you just muted yourself, or someone muted if you. We're going to promote you, and then if you could unmute yourself and give your name and address, and then you'll have three minutes, and I'll I'll give you a, a heads-up at two minutes and 30 seconds.
10: Hi, it's Kathleen O'Donnell from 12 Belcher Circles, um, town meeting member of Precinct 7. I'm calling in because I couldn't raise my hand on Zoom for some reason. Um, and um, I would just like to speak briefly uh, with respect to the yes for Milton vote and the MBTA zoning. I have heard from various meetings that people have concerns that the MBTA zoning will keep the town from meeting its 10% mm-hmm. threshold to fight off 40 bs This concern wasn't raised when 88 Wharf was built or when the Governor Stoughton trustees sold the town farm to Pulte nor when any number of small subdivisions have been approved throughout the town. And it's important to remember that every market dwelling that we build pushes us farther away from that magic 10% threshold. I serve as special counsel to the Board of Appeals on two 40B projects, and I have assisted Boards of Appeals throughout the Commonwealth on developing permitting for 40B projects. I also served on the Governor's uh, the task force on 40B um, several decades ago, as it turns out. Um, but I can say from my experience that 40B project is usually a developer's last choice. The profits are limited, the expenses are high, the permitting costs are high, the permitting process is lengthy. And even if you get the permit, you have the um, 50-50 chance of a lawsuit at the end. So it's not somebody's first choice. It's usually picked because the developer has no other opportunities. As in Milton, we don't allow multifamily zoning any place unless we have developed a special zoning for that. So a developer isn't going to use it unless they absolutely have to. The MBTA zoning gives us the chance to place multifamily housing where it makes sense not next to Foul Meadow in the Blue Hills, not backed up to a cliff behind the DPW yard, and any other crazy locations that people have come up with lately. So any smart developer would pick the certainty of zoning as of right, even with site plan review and the design standards that are included in our zoning over the tortured process of a 40B application. And the process is much more attractive to nonprofit organizations. It's much more cost-effective to do zoning as of price. As we have even our own example here, the Hendrys plant, hendry Hendry's got a 40B permit relatively quickly, actually, and he decided not to use 30 it. 30 seconds, the Ms. O'Donnell, permit. 30 seconds. I'm done. I just want oh. to say that a yes vote provides the opportunity in this town for more types of housing, for more cost points, and won't have the, um, the dreaded fear of a 40B project. You could place it where it makes sense and not where a developer is forced to go. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ms. O'Donnell.
10: Um,
0: let's go back to the uh, in-person list. Mr. Mark Cronin- Croninger.
4: Good evening, everybody. Thanks for Hello. giving me the time. Good evening. I just wanted to tell so my friend.
0: 32 Melbourne Road. Oh, 32 Melbourne Road. Road. Yeah, Road. That's go. right. Yeah, yeah, I forget. That's right.
4: I'm tired. No,
0: I know. So are we all. It's, it's wet.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I urge people to vote no uh, on question one on February 13th. I am not a stick in the mud. I'm not somebody opposed to um, new uh, affordable housing coming into town. I live on the east side of town. It is a absolute nightmare over there, Okay, And uh, the folks here on Governor's Road, which it sounds like you're probably going to be hearing more from in the future, they think they got it bad now. Wait till we dump over half of this whole project into that area of town. The dark horse in the room that's not even mentioned is the Falcone monstrosity, the six-story skyscraper 40B soon to be looming over our neighborhood and shadowing everything in the general vicinity. I can't even believe we got to this point, how I used to be, I've lived here for 26 years, raised my sons in Milton public schools. And prior to that, I lived in Brighton for many years. And I'm very familiar with Arlington, Belmont, uh, Melrose and the city. How in God's sake, Did we not get taken off the list, the original 18 towns? If Arlington can get off the list and Belmont can get off the list and Melrose can get off the list with much more robust MBTA presences, they actually do have subways there, not just historical trolleys. They actually have commuter rails that run into those towns. They have thousands and thousands of people that use the MBTA every every day, much more so than here. And yet, for some reason... Milton didn't get off the thing. I remember Mr. Zula said on the last uh, meeting that we'd sent a letter. I applaud uh, select person Wells and select person Musto for uh, not uh, looking to pass this on as it was because there was some stink to it. Well, in my experience, in 40 years in business, sending a letter is the beginning of a discussion and a dialogue, not the end. Somehow, people in these other towns that are much more city towns than this town is, got us repealed. I think any efforts the select committee should be making going forward, instead of lobbying to get this passed, is to get back in front of these people, get lawyers, and have us zone down to a proper thing, which would be an adjacent zoning thing, an adjacent zoning designation. Um, I also keep hearing how town meeting uh, voted overwhelmingly for this. I attended that meeting. I'm not a town meeting member. Um, they did. I also heard that dozens and dozens of people didn't even show up to cast a vote. Uh, I think I read that in in the time. So um, that being said, maybe maybe they didn't have the same impact that some of us will, uh, and they felt maybe it was a better time to wrap Christmas presents or something. Um, I invite all of you who don't live in our part of town to go get on Granite Ave in the morning, get on Squanum, see how long it takes you to get around, and to say that you can walk from the DPW area down Granite to get to the uh, trolley, that's a joke. Go do it. I did it. I almost thought I was going to be killed about seven times. And that doesn't include running across the on-ramp from 93. So that's false. In any event, vote no. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate the time. Thank you, sir.
0: Thank you, sir. Um, All right. Let's go now to the next. um, uh, How much time do we have left, Mr. Milano? 21 minutes. One minute left. Oh, all right. Um, So um, we'll have an abbreviated time period for Tucker. So if you could promote. Tucker. Um, And if you could give your name and address, and unfortunately, you'll just have one minute because we have one minute to go on uh, uh, public comment.
11: Good evening, can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can hear you loud and clear, and unfortunately, we just have a minute to go, so if you could uh, maybe... I'll
11: talk fast.
0: Okay, great.
11: (laughs) All right. My name is Tucker Smith. I am soon to be uh, 45 years as a homeowner at 1632 Canton Avenue. I wanted to step forward as a Milton residence and raise the fact that the DOER, Depart- Mass. Department of Energy Resources, has created an opt-in specialized building code. Adopting this code would require approval by the May 6th town meeting to take effect. And Alex Hasha of Sustainable Milton will be introducing that topic tonight um, for your approval, I hope, as a draft warrant article for the May 6th town meeting. Um, The purpose of every building code is to protect health, safety and welfare of inhabitants. New building code is a powerful tool with the potential to transform a structure from polluting to protecting and climate mitigating. Um, This is especially important with the potential Again, it is contentious, but of new housing stock to be created by the MBTA community zoning. Thank you, Tom. Um, thank you. I apologize, but that's no that's problem. All the time. Thank we you have. for thank you for listening.
0: Um, for for all the other people, we we had another person on the list here. We had a couple of other people with their hands up. So uh, I apologize. We've run out of time for public comment. But we will have our next meeting on the 23rd. So on the next meeting on the 23rd so please uh please come then and um and hopefully we can we can hear from you then all right and also you uh, we also we all have emails and feel free to send us emails with all your thoughts and comments and we'll certainly certainly uh, uh take those into account so thank you all um all right item four discussion approval of the warrant for the special town meeting on february 13, twenty four um Uh, from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. regarding Article One from the December 4th, 2023 special town meeting in accordance with Section 7 of the town charter. Uh, Why don't we go to Mr. Milano on
5: that. Sure. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, For any election or town meeting, the select board has to vote to approve a warrant, and that is what we have drafted and put in your packets this evening. Um, This warrant includes... um, As the chair noted, uh, the date of uh, the the ballot question vote, which will be February 13th, the polls will open at 7 a.m. They will close at 8 p.m. The voting locations will be the regular voting locations in use um, at any normal um, town election or state election. The warrant also includes the question that will be um, appearing in the warrant um, and on everyone's ballot when they go to vote. Um, And also note that the warrant states that. Article one, as it was printed in the warrant for the town meeting, uh, will be available at each of the polling locations, the town clerk's office, and on the website. Um, so folks who are interested in reviewing that, uh, when they get to the polling location, will be able to do so. Um, and Mr. Chair, I'll just note that we um, recommend one minor change to the question. Um, it's in towards, so the fifth line up. It says, as printed in the warrant for the December 2023 Special Town Meeting. Uh, We recommend um, adding the language as printed as Article 1 in the warrant for the December 2023 Special Town Meeting, um, just to to give clarity to voters when they're reading the question that we're talking about Article 1 here, just to further make it uh, very obvious. Um, And otherwise, uh, this has been reviewed by Town Council and is good to go, and we'll post the warrant tomorrow and um, get it up on the website and elsewhere.
0: Thank you, Mr. Milano comments or questions, Ms. Bradley.
8: So the last time that we left this, thank you, Mr. Milano, for that, but the last time that we left this, it was my understanding that we had to wait and get a court order to extend the hours. I'm wondering if that happened.
5: Um, Based on town council's further review, um, it's not necessarily, there are conflicting statutes involved. The charter um, says 2 to 8 p.m. And there is a provision in state law that allows the select board to set the hours okay. for um, elections uh, for ballot questions. So okay. based on that conflict, um, we town council has advised that proceed post the warrant with hours of 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, <laughs> for that statutory authority. Um, and there'll be ample notice for everybody to understand what, what those hours will be. Um, <laughs> Town Council still has the time to um, seek a court um, decision if he feels that's necessary. Okay. Um, but by posting the warrant, we're publicly announcing what the hours of the election will be, what the date will be, and what the question will be.
8: Perfect. I just wanted to make sure that we were in compliance with whatever that decision sure. was. So thank you for that.
0: Other Mr. Um, Mr. Zul.
6: Thank you, (laughs) Mr. Zool. You got your
0: name (laughs) after two weeks, Mr. (laughs) Zul?
1: It's all right, it's a new year. Um, uh, Thanks, Mr. Milano, for putting this together. Uh, So, just a a quick question from me. Uh, My understanding is that each polling place is going to have a copy of the entire article uh, for review. And I wonder if the ballot question should allude to the fact that that is also available
5: at the polling place. I, so the it's stated as such in the warrants. Um, and I'll just add that we plan to have ample copies. So uh, there won't be a single copy at each polling location, but many copies available. Um, I don't think the question, I don't know the answer to that one. I, I don't think it was necessary as it was being referenced um, and will be in discussions with the town clerk, I believe my understanding is they will offer it when the ballot is offered. Okay, I, I hope um, when you have the discussions
1: with the town clerk, um, if they could be, uh, if, the, if the staff, the incredible volunteers um, who helped make democracy possible and who are providing extra work for us uh, this year, uh, if they could be instructed um, to sort of make sure that they do offer that as frequently sure. as possible. I think everyone coming into the poll should know that they have the opportunity to review this uh, incredibly detailed, inc- incredibly um, well thought out and crafted plan. I think that's, um, it, it's important for, for folks to
5: know that it's available uh, to look at. Sure. No, that's, that's certainly our intention. Great. Thank you.
0: Other comments or questions? I don't see. Mr. Wells, are you all set? I think he is. Yes, great. All right, so uh, uh, does someone wanna make a motion to approve this warrant?
12: Sure, Um, I'll move to approve the warrant for the special town meeting on February 13th, 2024, from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. regarding Article One from the December 4th, 2023 special town meeting in accordance with section seven of the town charter. I'll second. Motion's been made and second, any further discussion? All those in favor,
0: this'll be a roll call vote, Uh, Ms. Bradley. Yes, Ms. Musto. Yes, Mr. Wells. Yes, Mr. Zoll. Yes, Mr. Zoolish. Yes, thank you. Item five, uh, discussion: State's response to Milton status with respect to uh, compliance with the MB- MBTA Communities Act. Um, the uh, 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 I'll, I'll uh, lead off on this, and maybe Mr. Milano can can fill in. Uh, the um, Executive Office of um, Housing and Livable Communities and the Attorney General's Office reached out to uh, the town, Mr. Milano, uh, Mr. Mello, and then I was, I was asked to participate uh, last Tuesday, January 2nd, uh, for a, uh, a Zoom meeting about uh, the town's uh, status with respect to the MBTA Communities Act. And that led to, uh, that conversation, Zoom meeting led to the, the um, email that Mr. Milano has circulated to the board that was sent to me and Mr. Milano uh, from, the, um, from the acting director of the Community Services Division's Division of the Executive Office of Housing and Livable Communities. Um, the uh, email, as you all see, um, uh, has a, had a um, clarification. The deadline uh, was actually 11.59 and 59 seconds p.m. on January 2nd, 2024 uh, because of the holiday. Um, the email recognized uh, the town's uh, what they call unique situation, uh, given that town meeting had approved uh, a zoning in compliance or potentially in compliance with the with the with the law, but that due to the petition, there will be a, a um, an election on February 13th. Um, the uh, email uh, noted some of the efforts that the town has made uh, over the last year uh, on behalf of the act, and then in primary part, the email stated due to the significant act- actions taken by the town to comply with the law and recognizing the bind the town is in relative to the timing of the referendum spelled out in the town's charter, EOHLC will refrain from taking legal action to enforce compliance with the MBTA community's law if the town takes the following actions. The first was prior to the expiration of the deadline at 11.59 p.m. on January 2nd, 2024, providing uh, EOHLC with the materials uh, related to the zoning that was adopted at town meeting and the materials that the town had in hand, and two, uh, providing a letter from this board, uh, the select board, prior to the close of business on January 11th, confirming that the town would submit a compliance application under the the, um, uh, MBTA Communities Law, it, and, and the email was incorrect. It said, "Should the ballot vote fail?" It, I think the intention of the writer was from EOHLC was, "Should the uh, should the uh, zoning pass on February 13th?" So, so, so the sum and substance is it's up to this board, and you have a draft letter, and that's item six. But why don't we before we get to item six, why don't we uh, <coughs> have comments or questions? Miss Milano you can fill in anything that I may have missed. On, on
5: no, there. only to add that um, based on their request that we send in <coughs> any um, information related to the zoning passed by town meeting, I, d- I did provide that information um, to HLC. The Basically, the text of the zoning law that was in the warrants, the zoning map amendments, and then um, there's additional backup related to the compliance okay. model that we've talked a lot about. Um, so the compliance model was sent in as well um, with those materials, so it's the zoning bylaw, the map, um, an additional backup related to the compliance model and spreadsheets that um, our consultants have been working on over the past few months. Uh,
0: Comments and or questions on item five?
12: Ms. Musto. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I'm wondering um, if Mr. Milano could comment on this letter that we just received this afternoon um, around 3.00. I'm just looking at it now. I don't know if you had a chance to read it and could. because I'm reading it right now. This is from Mr. Mello. Uh, Well, there's two different ones. We should talk about the one from Mr. Mello. But there's also, yeah, this one one that's in front of us. Yeah, that we We just got.
5: Oh. Did you see that one, Mike? There was a copy left there for you. So that came at correct. like 6.15. Oh,
12: I didn't, oh I, didn't see, I didn't even see this. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't I don't, even know we'd get this. All right. Do you want to talk about what Mr. Mello said first and then this? Mm. It's fine. No, no. I, I don't think, think actually way.
0: Mr. Mello's memo is technically on the agenda because this item is state's response. So Okay. So this this is state's this is response. Okay, so we correct. can certainly sure. talk about this. Sure. And, and I'll try to read it quickly <coughs> while you talk to Mr. Milano. So,
5: um, s- yes, so the... We received that shortly before the meeting um, from the Secretary of Housing and Livable Communities at Augustus, um, spelling out um, some of the grant programs and other funding sources that are at risk if the town is um, non-compliant. Um, I'll, I'll note that the Secretary had sent a letter, similar, a similar letter to the city of Newton when it was finalizing its um, MBTA mm-hmm. compliance zoning. So. It, it seems to be um, an action that the state has been taking just to um, reach out to communities to remind them of the obligations under the act and um, apprise them of the, the community status and then what would happen if the town um, is non-compliant. Um, the secretary notes the attorney general's comments, um, notes some of the mass like MassWorks Housing Works and other choi- housing choice grants that the town has received funding from before um, that the town would be at risk of not having um, not receiving money from those grants moving forward. Um, I think that's an overall summary of the letter uh, that the town has received. And we'll certainly post that on the MBTA Communities website um, so folks can see it.
0: Other comments or questions? Mr. Zoll. I
1: I think it's important to point out that in this the January 9th letter from uh, Secretary Augustus he points out that Milton is the only uh, MBTA community that has not uh, followed the law at this point. And I think the you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a pretty incredible uh, situation that we're in. Um, and I feel that the state is being relatively patient uh, with us as we go through this long process of a referendum. Um, but it's it's it is extraordinary that um, we're having an election uh, that would result in loss of funding for this town. This town to be out of compliance with state law. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in in this letter, um, but we know that uh, the attorney general has uh, suggested that towns that are in violation will be uh, subjected to lawsuits, um, potentially civil rights lawsuits, uh, and uh, the the immense costs that this town is going to incur if a no vote uh, passes. So I, I, I'm glad to see that the state is giving us uh, a bit of flexibility to have this election. Um, I think it, it, it's just important to note that we're the only town that hasn't done this, uh, that it, the only MBTA community that has, has failed. Uh, and as speakers during Citizen Speak pointed out, and I know we'll respond to those later, it's not by lack of effort on this town. Um, the incredible effort uh, from members of the planning board, from members of this body, from the town staff, uh, from uh, what's cited in this letter, multiple, um, uh, you know, <coughs> significant funds brought forward by the state to help us pass this. Um, I, it's it's still shocking to me that we're having this discussion that we've decided uh, that we might, as a town, decide to reject uh, law and subject our citizens to um, in our town to financial, legal, uh, and other uh, results uh, of a no vote. So um, I, I just <laughs> I can't can't state strongly enough um, how uh, incredible this situation is. Um, and I know we'll talk more about this later, but I'm I am um, glad that the Commonwealth is giving us time to have this election, um, which we're going to which we're, we're which we're going to do. But I, I really hope that everyone in town understands the, str- the strong consequences of uh, noncompliance here.
0: Other comments or questions, Ms. Brown?
8: Thank you so much. Um, I was already on. Um, So I just wanna say a few things. One, um, while I applaud everything that my uh, colleague said, uh, Mr. Zoll said, I would just like to say that we didn't fail. Milton didn't fail. The town meeting members who were elected to represent this town in all precincts had a vote. They did what they were constitutionally and by our bylaws and charter were supposed to do. So they upheld their duty They voted uh, two-thirds in favor of the plan that was presented in front of them. So I would like to say that we didn't fail. What is happening right now is a um, unique situation that hasn't happened since before I was born, (laughs) which, I'm going to tell you guys, is a long time ago. Um, And it's really interesting that um, folks in our town believe that this is the best course of action for the entire town of Milton. I've sat through many, many, many meetings where members of this board have told me to represent the entire town. And I would just like to say that 66% of those that were elected voted in favor of this. That to me is a majority of the town. Town members have every right to come out and vote. You can get rid of town meeting members, you can get rid of us, you can get rid of whomever you'd like. That's the wonderful power of this country. But these are the folks that were elected, these are the folks that were there, and they did their due diligence. The interesting part to me in this letter, and Mr. Zulus has this letter, so I'm not oh, gonna, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 it's fine. I'm not gonna quote it directly, but there has been talk about how this will not impact the town of Milton much beyond $10,000, $20,000 that we won't get. In this letter, it states that last year alone, we got $120,000 in grants. These these grants have to do with community, sorry, I'm old, really, <laughs> have to do with community planning and all the zoning language. That's what these grants are that we got. We currently are dealing with a grant over at Chickatawbit. Is that grant gonna be called back? The governor yesterday came out with a bunch of 9C cuts, and for those of you that don't know what those are, that's what she can do when we are not within our budget as a state. Any earmark, any amount of money that is not required by the federal law or state law can be cut, and so The economic development grant that we were talking about using somebody to think about how we can move our town forward, we may not get that. Anything that our delegation gets on the state level, we may not get that. Anything that we currently have that we're currently using, that can be clawed back. And so there's a lot bigger ramifications than just $20,000 on this table. And this letter says it. And I just want to thank Senator Augustus. I worked with him when he was a senator for Worcester, a great man. And, um, and I want to thank him for doing his due diligence in sending this letter to us today. I wish it was a little day earlier, but I thank him for it today. So that's all I have to say, Mr. Chair.
0: Thank you. Other comments or questions? Ms. Musta.
12: Thank you. Um, I think a lot of things have been said today. We had a lot of people come and speak to us residents on both sides of this issue. We represent, as my colleague has said, we represent all of the town, all of the residents. If people feel strongly about this issue and um, want to have a, a vote on this, that's part of the democratic process too. So we have town meeting that's democratic, this is another democratic process. As far as doing our due diligence and um, you know feeling that we did not fail the residents, I think we have because Again, we sent letters. They weren't that strong. And certainly, I know that Mr. Zulis, our chair, has referenced one of the letters at one of our previous meetings. Um, But that letter, that initial letter, was worked on by the planning board and yourself, um, and I believe Tim Chuinski. It had some history in it. It was a great letter. It really was a great letter. We altered that letter, and there was a lot of discussion about that. Um, And then subsequent letters, again, you know, did not ask for reclassification. And so I think that when people say, or the, the message out there is that we, we did our best, no, we did not do our best. Our best doesn't start, stop unless we give it 100% effort in doing our best. Now, you and I will differ on that, Mr. Chair, and that's okay, that's part of democracy too. But we represent everybody, we need to do what's best for everybody in the community. As far as the letter, I do want to read this part about the consequences of noncompliance. But I do want to reference it uh, back up and say, nobody's out there saying we're not going to be compliant. We want to do the best we can do for the residents in this town. And rushing an article just to say, okay, we got it in by the the time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but please don't interrupt me. It's OK. Mr. Zoll, please don't interrupt me. It's
0: OK. It's all right. It's all right. I'd
12: like a little more respect than that, please. Thank you. Okay. Please stick to the facts. Then. I am sticking uh, okay. to the facts. Thank you. Mr. Zoll, Mr. Zoll. please. Ms. Thank you.
1: please. Go ahead, Ms. Master.
12: We have to be truthful. Okay? And please be truthful. Excuse me, Mr. Chair. I'm not going to tolerate okay. that behavior. That's disrespectful of me.
0: Okay? Mr. Zoll. I'm done. All right. Thank you. Ms. Muster.
12: We have an obligation to do what's best for the residents in this town. and. This is where we, I guess, will differ on those letters. But now we're at a different point in time, right? We're at a point in time where there is a vote that's coming up, and people should exercise their vote. From this letter that Ms. Bradley was referencing, I'd like to reference something from it, please. Okay. And I will, again, preface it by saying that people do want to do the right thing and get this right for the town. So I don't think, personally, that's what I would like to see, is what's right for the town and what we should rightly do. As far as consequences of non-compliance, the Attorney General Advised Communities compliance with the MBTA community's Law is mandatory, and the law, as stated, is um, a district of reasonable size, 15 units per acre, that's part of what is the law. By statute, compliance is, prerequisite to, is a prerequisite to receive MassWorks housing grants, housing choice grants. Milton has benefited from these grant programs in the past. In 2023, Milton received $30,000 community planning grant to fund planning activities for MBTA communities law compliance. Milton also received a $30,000 community planning grant to draft zoning language for MBTA communities law compliance. In 2021, Milton received 60,000 from um, EOHLC which was then DHCD in consultant services to assist businesses recover from impacts of COVID-19 pandemic through the local rapid recovery program. Municipalities that are not compliant with MBTA communities will have a strong competitive advantage that are compliant with META communities will have a strong competitive advantage in all of the capital programs offered by EOHLC, as well as as other grants that are part of the Community One Stop for Growth Consolidated Grant Programs. And then it lists them, several. And then it says, while noncompliance is not an absolute bar to participation in these additional programs, in general, an application by a noncompliant community is unlikely to be selected for funding absent extraordinary circumstances. I think there will be an effort to do the right thing and get some zoning that's appropriate for this town. Anybody that's sitting there and um, is that angry at me for saying what I said, I really wonder where this is all coming from. I'm trying to say what is in the letter, which is the truth, and I'm trying to say what has happened up to now. Those letters that we have written, there's one on the website, and I would ask Mr. Milano to please put our other letters up on the website, not just on... um, the planning board website, but on our le- our website, including this letter and anything else that we have for documentation. Thank you.
0: Uh, well, just, well let's, let's, let's keep order, Mr. Wells and Ms.
6: Bradley
8: and then Ms. Ms. Sure. Ms. Bradley and Just I just Zoll. I agree with you, Roxanne, I'm sorry, Ms. Musto, that things should be up on the website. My concern is that it's gonna get confusing <clears> if they're in different spots. So I just wanna make sure <clears> that when folks go to our website, because I'm kind of anal about this, as you know, um, they go to a place and they're able to access all the information and they don't have to figure out where it is. So I, I applaud what you just said about putting it up there. I just want to make sure it's in the right place. That's all. Sorry.
0: Mr. Zoll.
1: Ms. Musto, I'm not angry with you. What I'm angry with is a small group of citizens in this town who are, seem hell-bent on twisting the facts, lying, putting up uh, anonymous videos on the internet, um, taking out of context quotes to make it seem like someone's saying something that they're not saying, the no on this has been categorically uh, and unequivocally full of myths and disinformation. And so what makes me angry is when I hear myths and disinformation that comes here to this table, uh, because this is the place where we should be truthful and honest about what's happened. Um, And we have heard you and other members, uh, well, not you, other members, but you, Ms. Musto, and others uh, suggest that there was somehow something nefarious or different or that we have not done our full, uh, we we did not fulfill our full uh, obligations to the town. Uh, particularly when it comes to this letter, which, uh, which I, uh, yes, proposed some edits to. <clears throat> the edits that I proposed I you know, honestly, if I was a, a, a member of this small no faction, I would, I think, upon reflection, had appreciated the fact that uh, I took out uh, references to decisions that were made by this town in the 1960s in the 1970s that were grounded in structural racism. There's just no way to put finer point on it than that. We know in this town, across the Commonwealth, and across the nation, decisions about infrastructure and zoning were made in a basis of structural racism. And I don't think it behooves anyone to drag up talking points from those uh, eras to try to make a point. There was a 1930 map of the MBTA MBTA in the Boston metro area that actually identified the Mattapan high-speed trolley as rapid transit. So I think we can go back and pick and choose from our historical documents what we want to try to make our case about. But what seems very clear very clear from the comments that we've heard tonight, from what we've seen online, is that there is a group of citizens who are bent on non-compliance, and you can say that you don't mean to be non-compliant, but a no vote is a vote for non-compliance that's just as simple as it can be. And the last thing that I wanna say about this, and I don't wanna go on for too long, but if you think a no vote is going to stop developers and the state from imposing upon us standards that do not meet what we would like to say, that do not get the input of Milton citizens, that is what's gonna happen with vote. We are going to see exactly what's happened with 40B happen in this town. It's, it's, it's a lesson that we, we simply haven't learned and I, I take heart tonight from hearing from our neighbors on Governor's Road who feel like this select board finally is maybe in a position to make a difference for their traffic issues. I think they see us taking action on things like building an animal shelter that has been long neglected, on things like getting us up to par where we need to be Mm -hmm. on affordable housing, on securing land at no cost for a new school. We have made incredible progress on this board. And that scares some people, because for a long time, the party of no has ruled Milton, and has prevented us from following state law, and has subjected us to penalties. And that's why we have 40B housing going up when people, are, when people get upset about it. If you're upset about 40B housing, or if you're upset that If you think that a no vote is gonna somehow magically make a state law disappear, make the courts disappear, make developers disappear, then good luck and God bless. We live in one of the best towns in the world. We are adjacent to one of the best cities in the world. Many of us have chosen to live here because we are adjacent to Boston, which is a dynamic, thriving city with a dynamic, thriving economy. And if we're tired of cut through traffic, then why aren't we building traffic that's close, Why aren't we building housing that's closer to Boston so people can't cut through? The folks on Governor's Road are talking about cut through traffic from people that don't live in Milton. People that don't live in Milton, yes, they probably don't care as much about our kids. You'd like to think that they care about kids, but it sounds like some of them don't. Why aren't we looking at this? So the idea that some of us are angry, yes, because we have been subjected to lies, we have been subjected to ridicule, we have been subjected to attacks, and we love this town just as much as anybody else. I've heard it said that just because you're a no vote doesn't mean that you're, you don't, you're, you're not a good person. Well, just because you're a yes vote doesn't mean that you're not a good person. It means that you're a whatever kind of person, but it's your person who's done their homework and understands the consequences of a no or yes vote. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you, Mr. Chair.
0: All right, and I, uh, we may be getting a little far afield from the agenda item, and, uh, and uh, which is the state's response to the uh, compliance, but Ms. Musta, please go ahead.
12: Thank you. I feel that like I have to respond to some things that were said. Not everybody's nefarious. Not everybody is bad or good. Um, making assumptions about people because of their beliefs, whether they're uh, for this or not for this, on the yes side or the no side, is terrible. We're all residents of the town. And and to categorize people like that, I think is appalling. And calling people almost calling people racist in a way by, by saying different things um, is wrong. And no vote, you are making it that it's non-compliance. Well, doing something that will be a better plan for the residents, I think is what I'm hearing from different people. As far as affordability, if we really wanted to do the right thing, guys, we would have put affordability into this article. Okay? We could have put 15% affordability into We could have gotten a study. We could have done that. But we didn't do it. So what does that mean? That means if things are built, we are going to be further away from our 40B goal. So for all those people that think, oh, this is great, and we don't have to worry about 40B, we will still have to worry about 40B, and maybe in a bigger way if we don't have more affordability into this article. We had an opportunity to try to do that, and we should have done it. For all the people that think that this is going to meet affordability, this doesn't meet affordability. I think the what is it, 10%? Um, Boston's doing 17 We could have done better. Those are the types of things I think we could have done better. Thank you.
8: Mr. Thank you, thank you. Ms. Oh. Bradley. So um, um, I would like to just address a few things that were just raised. Oh. One, I do support affordability, as do many people on this board. Ms. Musto, you did not vote for the affordable housing stuff that's going to be built up on the Governor Stoughton land. Okay. I, I just want to. I just want to say, like these are facts that we're dealing with. If you want more affordable housing, then you support affordable housing. This has nothing to do with the topic at hand. But since you brought it up, well, I would respond. To I, that I, I you, I you we would. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying keep our, <laughs> well, keep it with But it <laughs> I just want to say, I you know, I, and I know you're going to respond, and that's fine. I'm doing this very respectfully, just so you know, and. I think that if we're gonna talk about affordable housing and talk about it, we have to talk about it not just the tree that's in front of us, we have to talk about it as the forest that we live in. And so how can we make this work for the best of our ability? The other thing that you brought up, and, and I, this is also out of scope, and so I wanna ask Mr. Chair before I say anything, well I'm gonna say something and then I'm gonna ask him if, if we should continue. But the letter we got from from Attorney Mello, I think we, I think we need to have a separate agenda item for that. Okay. I don't, I don't because, consider because that part what, of this agenda item because what you brought up, Roxanne, about that we can go back and do this in the main meeting, I don't know that that's real. And so I think that that whole part of it, anything else that we're going to say about coming back and having another plan. I think that that needs to be under that agenda item, Mr. Chair. Does that make sense how yes. I'm saying that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody. I just want to say that that whole section. I think we need to have a more in-depth conversation about. Thank you.
0: And so, just just uh, for the for the people watching, uh, uh, the the board received uh, today uh, from uh, town council. Um, I don't know where it is, but uh, received today from town council um, advice about whether the two-year ban uh, on uh, zoning articles applies, and uh, that's really not, we received it today, it's not on our agenda, but it will find its way onto our next, uh, next agenda item, and we'll certainly post it on the website. Uh, Ms. Muster.
12: Thank you. I do want to just briefly uh, respond to what Ms. Bradley said about affordable housing. I do support affordable housing. I don't support it over at Town Farm because I don't think that's the location for it. I don't think that was the, and it's not that, it's really the intent, the intent of what the Governor Stoughton will was. So I don't want to get into that piece of it, but affordable housing, if we can do it, throughout the town, different locations. If we bought certain properties and made them into affordable units, that type of thing. I don't think that it meets the criteria for the trust. So that's really why I feel that way. But I do support affordable housing. Um, and. Um, as far as uh, the article, I wasn't necessarily thinking that we would, that maybe we would bring it back, but also the planning board. I know they've been working on things, so I'm just, I was just state that that'll be for the next meeting. But I'm not necessarily, necessarily the select board. Thank you. Sure.
0: And, and, and just just to put a point on it on, on the affordability um, under the under the guidelines, um, the affordability. Percentage can be increased if there's an economic analysis that's done. That is being done. It's not completed yet. And so when it's completed, the uh, 10% affordability can be increased based on the results of that economic analysis. So it certainly can be increased. And you know, so so that's all I'll say with respect to that. And I I, and I I I, I won't. I don't want to get real litigate all claims. But I just will say. I think we did the best we could in terms of making the arguments. Um, uh, we were the only ones who made the arguments, um, and we made them, and we, uh, I think we did the best we could. But reasonable people can differ on that, certainly. So, all right. Uh, is there anything else on that? Um, I'm not seeing anything, Mr. Well. So item six is discussion approval letter to the um, Executive Office of Housing and Livable Communities in response. The H O L H O H L C's request for information with respect to compliance, so uh, with the M B T A Communities Act. So, uh, in the email that we received last week, and in the letter that we just received today from Secretary Augustus, um, the um, uh, the agency is um, saying that, um, and this is in the letter, if the referendum upholds upholds the adoption of the plan, and if on January 11, 2024, the select board <coughs> confirms to HO, EOHLC in writing of its intent to promptly submit a district compliance application. EOHLC is prepared to exercise its discretion to excuse the town's failure to meet the application deadline. If not, EOHLC expects to find the town non compliant without further delay. So, what we can do. Uh, tonight is um, is uh, uh, send in a letter uh, uh, along the lines of what we have uh, before you in your packets to 8EOHLC before January 11th, uh, saying that if the if the if the voters um, uh, vote uh, to approve the zoning article on February 13th, then the town will submit its application. And again, we would be sending this letter to. EOHLC in order to um, in order to meet their um, requirement uh, that we do so so they they um, they will not find us um, non-compliant prior to our February 13 election. So comments or questions, Mr. Zoll. Uh,
13: just
1: M A <coughs> T V guys from running in and yelling at me. Um, <laughs> just a, a very small typo I think uh, the second paragraph um, the first line signed into law the governor I think it's by the governor yep um, and then I'm just wondering if we're obligated to provide a timeline for when we're going to submit um, after the voters uh, vote yes uh,
0: well I it didn't I, look like it from the I letter. don't I didn't see know. anything in the email or in the letter right. it just it' Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, so, so the idea was th- there were two um, aspects of their um, uh, uh, of their um, excusing us until after the election. The first is Mr. Milano sent in the materials prior um, to eleven 11.59 uh, p.m. on January second, yeah. which he did, I think, about eight thirty that night. Um, and then the second is if we send a letter saying if if the voters vote. To uh, support the zoning on February 13th, then the town will submit the application. But I don't believe there is any requirement in the email um, that we say we'll do it by, or in the letter that we'll say we'll do it by a particular time. I just uh, my understanding is we just need to say we're going to do it, and then they'll and then they will, um, as the secretary says, excuse um, the town's failure to meet the application deadline. Uh, until after, yeah, until after the election. Yep. That's the letter says. Yep. I, I don't um, know, yeah, yeah, the letter says. if. if letter. Yeah, am sorry. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, I, I didn't have it. You didn't know Um letter. So uh, promptly, it says we have to promptly submit. So maybe we would amend the letter. Maybe
1: we want to put promptly. To say and promptly. Our
0: um, <clears throat> um, we'll promptly submit. Yeah. And yes. then the town will promptly uh, submit. A completed district compliance application.
1: That makes sense. Well, thank you, Mr. Yeah.
0: Chair. So those are the two requirements in order for them, um, in order for EOHLC to refrain from taking legal action um, to enforce compliance. So that so that's what they said. They said uh, they said, if you do these things, send the materials and send this letter, then EOHLC will refrain from taking legal action to enforce compliance with the MBTA community's law um, until after the election.
1: Can I make up one more very vain um, suggestion? Vain? Everybody gets to use their middle initial, except I don't, for some reason, my middle well, initial isn't well, there. Well, 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 what is it? It's is D it? for David. All right. Thank you.
0: All right. We'll make sure that that. Lynn, have bir- we got it's that? It's his
1: birthday today. So I <laughs> oh, it's, it's
0: your dad. Okay. Um, all right. Roxanne, know. do you have a middle initial that you want to put in there? I don't see one for you.
12: What, does everybody else have one? Everyone else has that one. That will okay. be everyone. F. F. All right.
0: What does F, F? stand for? Don't ask that. No. Oh, oh I don't have to ask. No, all right. don't ask oh. that.
10: I know. I got
0: you. Oh. Don't I can tell you mine. <laughs> it's yeah. not. It's Fred. Fred. It's not Frederick. It's, just Fred. Fred. it's Fred. Just Fred. Fred. Just Fred. Yeah. Huh? I, I always <laughs> blame my. Yeah. All right. So we won't ask. All right. So we got Roxanne. Here's We've just got G. Roxanne F. Musto and Benjamin D. Zoll. So the changes uh, we're adding by in the first line of the second paragraph and then we're um, we're going to, on, on the, the penultimate paragraph where we, on the town's response, we'll say then the town will promptly <coughs> submit a completed district compliance application and that's, mm-hmm. you know, presuming there's a a, a, a a yes vote. If there's a no vote, then we, we say if there's a no vote, um, then we will not submit the completed application. So, other comments or questions on the letter?
1: I'll make a motion to approve the letter. If nobody else has a comment,
0: I'll second it. Motion's okay. been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? This is a roll call vote. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Ms. yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. Mr. Zulis. Yes. Okay. So we'll um. get that out tomorrow, and uh, and then we'll we'll be. Uh, Good to go with that. Item seven: um, discussion update approval of the request by S- Sustainable Milton uh, with respect to opt-in uh, specialized building code and a potential warrant article for that. I believe we have Mr. Hasha here from Sustainable Milton, and uh, if you want to uh, if you want to uh, um, describe this for us, Mr. Hasha, that would be
13: most helpful. Sure. Good evening, it's a pleasure to be able to be here. This is my first time in the room, though I've seen it on TV before. Yeah. Um, and so I, I prepared a short statement because I wasn't sure if I'd be at Citizen Speak and many more than three minutes, probably more than people want at this point, so I'll just read that for you. <clears throat> uh, so I'm here on behalf of the of Sustainable Milton's board to request that the select board add an article to the town meeting warrant adopting the opt-in specialized building code. Our board voted unanimously for this because it is a critical step to do our part as a town to slow down climate change and keep the state on track to meet its goals of achieving 50% emissions reductions by 2030 and net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Massachusetts communities have three model building codes to choose from. Until 2022, there were only two options a base code that sets a minimum standard and a stretch code with more stringent energy efficiency standards. Milton, along with 299 other Massachusetts communities, adopted the stretch code as a prerequisite to becoming a green community in 2010. A year ago, a new opt-in specialized (laughs) code was added to better align the stretch code with Massachusetts' strategy to reach net zero emissions by 2050. So broadly speaking, this strategy is to transition the electric grid to clean, renewable energy sources, and in parallel, transition fossil fuel technologies in vehicles, buildings, and industry to predominantly electric technologies. And while 2050 may seem far away, today's new construction will still be in use then. To stay on track, fossil fuel equipment needs to be overwhelmingly replaced with electric technologies when it reaches end of life so that's by way of background the the incremental requirements in the specialized code that we're asking to bring to town meeting support electrification and apply only to new construction not to renovations or additions at a high level they are pre-wiring for future electrification so new buildings that use fossil fuels must pre-wire for things like ev chargers and heat pumps on site solar, new buildings that use fossil fuels must install rooftop solar with some limited exceptions for shading. And then large new homes over 4,000 square feet uh, must meet exemplary performance standards. They need to be either all electric or certified zero energy. And new large multifamily over 12,000 square feet must also uh, use passive house compliance pathways. So we see these code changes as a consumer protection reducing energy costs and removing obstacles to future necessary electrification. In its first year, 31 communities representing 25% of the state's population have adopted the specialized code and many of those with unanimous or near unanimous votes at town meeting. Now we recognize that building codes are a complex topic and we are still learning about this ourselves. We know the Town residents and staff will need time to better understand the content and impact of these code changes. And we do look forward to collaborating respectfully with you and residents of all perspectives in this learning process between now and May. If adopted in May, the code would not come into force until January 2025, and that gives additional time for training and planning. <clears throat> Given the long lead time for the code changes to come in force, and the potential for significant new development from 40Bs and the MBTA zoning changes, we believe it's important to have a robust public discussion about code updates now. And we've seen uh, uh, the, the sort of climate aspect of new development brought up in many of the comments about the MBTA law. So we hope that you'll give the town a chance to make a timely and thoughtful decision by adding it to the upcoming town meeting warrant. And uh, we've provided... Uh, language uh, for a potential article in the packet. So I'll stop there, and uh, happy to answer questions as best as I can. Thank you, Mr.
0: Hasha. Comments or questions from the members? Mr. Zoll. Uh,
13: thank you, Mr. Hasha. Um,
1: I'm, I'm very supportive of this, but climate change is the preeminent threat to the planet, uh, and uh, I think Anything that we can do, uh, as as you didn't note in your notes, but you did note in your letter, ninety eight percent of Milton emissions come from buildings and vehicles, and this would go a long way uh, to to reducing our uh, our climate footprint. Um, I'm my question for you is, I'm I'm curious if you took this also to the planning board um, as it's a zoning, or did you come straight to the select board?
13: We came straight to you. We're. Um, um, learning about this very quickly uh as we it sort of became clear to us how, how little time we had to uh, get this done over the next 12 months
1: <laughs> i appreciate that i, I yep. would encourage you to uh, go to the planning board also to talk to them about it because i think um, it would at least be important to get their um, their yeah. thoughts about it um, and hopefully their buy-in uh, but uh, I'm, I'm supportive of this and would be uh, interested in uh and getting an article in the next warrant if possible
13: yes we meant what we said about this being a beginning of a discussion we certainly welcome all perspectives and and also advice about how to um, facilitate a a a thoughtful process
5: mr chair i just want to um it is not it isn't zoning it's, it's not zoning. It affects buildings and development, but it's not a change uh, to the okay. town zoning bylaw. Um, Thank you. But obviously the planning board. Still get still to play the new guy yes. card for a little bit. So,
0: so, so I see we have Josh uh, Eckert Lee, who I think is in the, in the planning department. So, and he has his hand up. So I, I don't know if he's supposed to participate in this discussion. Um, but, but, in, but well, I, I, I assume he's a member of town staff, right? So, so uh, but let's hear first from Mr. Wells.
14: Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, So I've been aware that we knew this was going to come. You might remember, Mr. Chair, I believe this will predate Mr. Zoll. Mr. Prondack came before us before he left for Brookline. This was one of the things he spoke about. And my concern is just that um, I don't know if if Mr. Milano has already spoken with the current um, building inspector and special services people. I just want to make sure. That any tweaks or anything that they need to do because they are the ones who bear the brunt of all these permits, all these approvals. It, it doesn't go to the planning board. It doesn't go to planning staff. It actually goes to inspectional services. Uh,
0: Richard, I think it's a good point, and I was actually going to, along those lines, suggest that we have Mr. Achu come in um, to our next meeting to address this and answer any questions from the town staff perspective.
14: So, uh, can I get? Yeah, please you or, go ahead. Is that all right? Yeah. So I'm fine with that. Um, so my only thought is I'd be more comfortable waiting till he comes in and speaks to this. Mm-hmm. I know Bill Ritchie, um, before he left, mm-hmm. he and Joe did a lot on this. Um, I'd just be more comfortable voting this when I hear what his local expertise and input is regarding this. That's all.
1: Other, other comments a or quick questions? Question is, what, what's our timing on the, on the warrant? So the warrant closes
0: officially on the 17th. Um, so a, a suggestion... That um, that I was going to make is if, if there's interest in this, and interest in considering it, um, we might um, have this proposed warrant article go to town council, in the interim, and so that if so we have something that we could act on if the board wants to act on it, um, after hearing from our our building inspector, Mr. Um, achu So, um, Richard,
14: I'd be fine with that, Mr. Chair. Thank
0: you. Um, other comments or questions? Ms. Musto.
12: Thank you. Um, thank you for all the work that you're doing on this. Thank you for that. Uh, it sounds like this is definitely a newer thing. It's been out about a year, correct? You mentioned the um, the 98% emissions from cars and buildings in Milton. Do you know what the split is?
13: It's, it is, um, so the uh, the greenhouse gas inventory uh, that was completed uh, for 2022 is on the climate action planning and committee page. So I'll refer you there for the exact number. Uh, it's a little more than half. A little more than half of that 98% is transportation. Little sort of 40 45% buildings. Um, although. Uh, about half, and this this is like my estimate, so even less reliable. About half that transportation emission is cut through traffic, so a lot of similarly sized towns that don't have highways um, uh, see uh, their residential buildings as the primary source of emissions, and I think they are the primary source of emissions that we as Milton residents can influence directly.
12: Okay. Um, Have we spoken to any, um, I know the building commissioner was going to bring him in. Have you spoken with any contractors to get a feel for um, what this means in terms of their work? And um, I know there was a study that you had in there in the information I looked at that. Mm -hmm. looks like it was a study in Worcester. And Worcester is different pricing than Boston. So, and it looked like it was... um, you know, maybe 2022, maybe? Or Do you
13: something. mean the Wentworth MIT study?
12: Um, it was in the DOER. They cited some study. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at
13: that. Yeah. So <clears> I, <throat> I would not put myself forward as an expert on any of this. Uh, and I think the, the way I'd like to frame the request is given, given that it's a minimum of a 12-month process and uh, the potential for new development uh, in the near future, uh, i think that we can learn what we need to know um to make a good decision on on the, on this article in the next four months and then there will be an additional six months for town staff to to train and plan uh for the, the zoning to come in force and so it's really a decision to allow the town to um have that robust public discussion uh i think it, it's hard to get folks to focus on things that aren't um, coming up for a vote and uh, i think this is worthy of a vote Um, i would not be surprised if we learn material new things about um, its merits between now and may Uh, so i won't Uh, pretend to be an expert
12: and the other thing i was going to ask about is i know you had mentioned that it would not affect additions or anything like that in the, the law, it looked like it does. It looked like anything over a 1,000 square feet um, or additions that exceed 100% of the conditioned floor area. And they could be, <coughs> excuse me, alterations. And it would be cumulative alterations that you'd have to do retrofit the whole entire house. So I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just wondering if we need more information before we mm. put put this forward. I feel like we need... Some, some more education around this could we is there a chance that we could you know get more information before we put it on for a vote or um, like in terms of yeah you know, this has been out a year there's a lot of information out there it was I was looking through as much as I could um, to get prepared for today's meeting and um, there's just a lot out there and so I guess what I'm wondering is is this something that could, go into like the fall town meeting, for instance. And it gives the time to get more information and to you know, get some input from different contractors and different people um, into this. And maybe start with like town buildings first or something, and I don't know. Uh, to,
13: mm-hmm. So to address your, your point about the additions over 1,000 square feet, is my understanding, and I could be wrong, but I've had several people confirm this, um, that th- those are um, requirements in the st- stretch code which we are ar- which we have already adopted, um, and I think those those were the concerns that uh, the the previous building uh, commissioner brought to the board last year as that was going into effect in july uh, and and so I do think that the the provisions in the stretch code. Are more controversial than the incremental provisions in the specialized code. Um, I I'll I acknowledge I so. So that. If
5: I could, just in terms of this specific yeah. question, it's item eight on the DOER answer question this. answer. Yeah,
12: so. But it does mention something about if you're under 1,000 versus over and cumulative. Um, um, I don't know if we're on the same page.
13: But but I had folks within Sustainable Milton say we need to double check and triple check that particular question. So it's a yeah. it's a totally uh, yeah. valid thing to be confused about. Um, as best as I understand currently, those provisions apply in the stretch code, which is already in force in Milton. Um, and uh, yes, it certainly is an option to to delay. I that's not the request I'm bringing. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it should be possible to. Uh, study this adequately in four months.
0: Ms. Musk, please go I
12: ahead. I was just going to oh, say, it's okay, don't worry. I'm just looking at the, I printed mm-hmm. out part of these pages. And um, so I guess obviously it says something here in print. I'm hearing something a little different. And that's, I guess that's what I'm wondering is there may be some discrepancies. So I, I think mm-hmm. I would like to see things ironed out a little tighter before we go and adopt this. Because um, we need to know for the homeowners. You know, we need to have some answers for them. Um, They're talking about solar. I'm wondering, can you? Would it always have to be on the roof, or are people going to have these dishes that you can put on the property? Like, there are a lot of questions to this, mm-hmm. um, and it's only this um, <clears throat> more stringent one has been around about a year. So, I'm just wondering if we can. That's the only reason I was asking that is if because we, we also need to know how what it's going to mean for the homeowners. Um, you know, uh, how this will affect them if they want to do renovation people want to buy homes, things like that. I I would just like to have some more answers.
0: We can actually see, oh, uh, Ms. Bradley, and then maybe Mr. Eckert Lee has some answers.
8: Absolutely. So um, I just wanted to talk about putting it off to the fall town meeting. There is no fall town meeting. It's a special town meeting. And things that should be taken up at that time are special. And we saw at the December town meeting how the town meeting members reacted to many things being on that agenda. And they closed it down without us voting on, debating, multiple articles. I want, I am respectfully asking this board to try and keep the annual town meeting for what the annual town meeting is. And if that means you have to meet a deadline that's earlier, that's what that means. I understand that there are special town meetings, but a special town meeting is for something like the MBTA communities, not for an article that's being brought to us today, January 9th, (laughs) for a May meeting. Yes, there's a lot of questions, but we reopen the warrant multiple times before May. So please, as we continue to go down this path, can we not try and push things off? and actually continue to tackle things when they should be tackled. I just don't, I I was, not going to lie, very happy that we adjourned in December. I was very happy. I was in finals. I needed to buy gifts. There was a lot going on, right? I'm just one person. But that was a special town meeting. The fall town meeting, also a special town meeting. Any town meeting that's not in April or May, is a special town meeting. And there's got to be a reason why we're opening it up. So with all due respect, Ms. Musto, I am just exhausted of pushing things out because there's 900 questions. I'm sure Mr. Hasha and the rest of Sustainable Milton and our own attorney that works for the town will get back to us on some of these questions. But I also know that not every question needs to be answered. And I am okay with that, because I trust the people that are writing things. And so for me, to hear you say, push this off till the fall, I am, there's a part of me that just went, oh, my heavens, to Pete inside. (laughs) So I just want to say, I want this to go forward in May when it should go forward. Thank you for bringing it here in January. And I'm happy to make a motion, but I will not right now, because there's people that want to speak but I am happy to make that motion. Let's go to Mr. Zoll and then Ms. Mussel.
1: Yeah, just um, very, very quick. The climate crisis cannot wait. We have four months between now and May. That's plenty of time. I'm sure Sustainable Milton will be providing us with lots of opportunities to learn more about this. The idea that we, uh, I just want to echo Member Bradley's uh, points, Um, we can't, always delay because we don't know, understand 100% of something that's gonna happen four months from now. We've got plenty of time to learn about this. This is a critical issue for everyone in this town, everyone in the world. Uh, And I'm grateful uh, to Sustainable Milton for putting this suggestion forward. Um, I uh, think that uh, the chair's uh, suggestion and Mr. Wells' suggestion that we hear from uh, council and and others uh, in in advance is helpful, Um, but I there's there's really, literally no reason that we, we're, we're we're all grown ups. We we all have the ability to read and research and learn. Everybody in town, well, all the grown ups have that same ability. Um, so let's just let's 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 um, let's not again uh, delay on something as critical as climate change. Thank you.
12: Ms. Musto, Thank you. Um, I'm not trying to delay on climate change. That's not the issue at all. And I can appreciate what you said, Miss Bradley. Um, I'm just saying that we need more information. So if you are going to put it on, which it sounds like you guys want to do, I think it's very important that we get these answers. So I think I would urge you to do forums for the public because it's the homeowners that will incur some of these costs and builders that do renovations and things like that. Those are the people that we need to get these answers for. um, because. You know, even us talking here, there seem like there are some discrepancies that we don't know 100%. And yes, we don't need to know everything 100%, but we need to know what the impact is going to be to the homeowner, to the builder. Um, those are very important. So I think that piece of it is very important. Thank you.
0: And Mr. Eckert, Lee, did you want to? Do you have some answers for us or, uh, or, more, or, more, or more questions?
15: Uh, no, is, no, no questions no Josh Eckert-Lee from our planning department. Josh um, <laughs> Eckert-Lee. I'm the assistant director of planning and community development. Um, I, I've been working with Sustainable Milton, um, gave them a sort of informational talk the other week on this subject, uh, but also wanted to present briefly just uh, the fact that town staff is very aware of this article being proposed. Uh, Commissioner Atchu and I have discussed this, um, Director Zawinski and I as well. Um, so, Town staff is aware and and interested in, in seeing this as a way to meet some of the sort of climate goals that we're trying to work towards, um, and our department engineering um, Jack Turner, the environmental coordinator, and I have been working closely on um, you know advocating for this within town hall and um, have have you know extended our services and our willingness to um, provide some of those informational forums, Ms. Um, Ms. that you requested so. Um, In addition to or in concert with Stanford Milton, um, uh, town staff are are very happy to host some of these informational sessions um, because the commissioner is well aware of these guidelines as our inspection service of the staff. um, And uh, we're all here to try and make sure it's as clear as possible for residents, uh, homeowners, contractors. Um, So I I also will say... um, to answer a question on, on a sort of a proposed or, or alleged discrepancy, um, the, it is the stretch code that we're already a part of that establishes the um, sort of not just new builds but additions, um, and that language is consistent in the opt-in stretch code, um, this sort of specialized stretch code. So uh, not a discrepancy there, just uh, it's the same in both the stretch and the specialized.
0: So no change. And also from the,
15: no, change from no, 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 no change from the stretch. No change from the stretch okay. there. Um, the specialized is, is really focused on these sort of three pathways to um, effectively net zero, um, either um, sort of a mixed fuel building that has electric ready components, um, a null electric component, or a net zero sort of HERS rating a zero um, pathway. But don't want to get too into the into the details. Um, However, I do want to say we're also, as staff, participating in coalition work and educational sort of fora with the Building Electrification Accelerator program, which has been really useful for technical assistance on programs like this, as well as our recent Soul Smart Bronze designation uh, last year that also has uh, technical assistance uh, sort of support for projects like this. So we've got a lot of informational resources out there that we can fund the depths of.
0: Other comments or questions? Oh, Ms. But no, I'm going to make a motion. So please. Well, if I could ask, uh, in in terms of the motion, I, 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 I would like to hear from Commissioner Atchou personally uh, before before actually voting, and I would actually like to have had Town Council look through the article. So, so if it Mm -hmm. if it if it makes sense to everyone, if we could put this on for the next meeting, have um, Josh maybe make a presentation Mm -hmm. on some of the outstanding items. uh, Have Commissioner Atchou here and have a, an article that's been that's been reviewed by town council, then I'll, I'll feel better in a position, being in a better position to vote at that point. Ms. Bradley.
8: So I just have a technical question. Do, can we do that because the warrant's closing, so we would have to open the warrant? Um, do, we, uh, do, I'm just trying to yeah. parliamentary I would, think I would about this.
5: My read of it, and I'll let the board kind of make it um, how it wants to treat these. The request for the warrant deadline is to submit articles. I would right. say sustainable Milton has submitted an article to the select right. board where sustainable Milton themselves can't put the article on the warrant. The right. board would be the sponsoring entity and it would be discussing that at its next meeting. So the article's been received by that deadline of the seventeenth.
8: Of the seventeenth. So if we don't vote on it until our next meeting, we are still within the guidelines of putting it on the warrant.
5: Yeah, it will have been Perfect. received to our office.
0: Yeah, yeah we're not we're not that's closing the warrant. That's tonight. all I right. wanted yeah, to know. We're not closing the warrant tonight. So um, all right. So does that make sense as a path sure. forward? Um, <laughs> so next meeting on the twenty-third, right? Um, we'll have uh, Mr. Hasha. Hopefully you, you're available, and Mr. Eckert Lee, and, and Commissioner Atchou, and and um, and anyone else who can be helpful on this issue. And, and, and hopefully the Town Council will have had, have had a chance to put to, to vet this this proposed article, so we can have something actually to, to vote on. Does that all make sense? works. All right. Great. Mr. Hasha, thank you. Thank Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all of this uh, information. Uh, Item uh, eight. Thank you, Josh. Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Item eight is uh, discussion uh, update approval. warrant articles for annual town meeting on May 6th, uh, 2024. Um, This was on for two reasons. One, we had uh, three articles, three articles from our last town meeting uh, four articles four articles from our last town meeting uh, that we didn't get to. Uh, so we could we could discuss those. And then um, uh, the chair of the planning board asked me to put on which, which we have a, a placeholder article um, for a zoning bylaw related to MBT communities. Although I, d- I don't know that we've received anything.
10: Um,
0: uh, this, this is before their meeting. she would asked me to put that on there just in case they had anything. so um, but there's
8: nothing right?
0: Not, not that I'm aware of. Not not
5: yet. I'm aware they discussed yes. it at length and oh. have some in our meeting um, throughout the month of January, but okay. nothing has been submitted
0: yet. All right. Um, so uh, th- th- those are the that's 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 item eight and item eight a. Comments or questions, Mr. Zoll?
1: Is there? Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Is there any reason we shouldn't just sort of unmask, mm-hmm. put the articles that we had approved that didn't get voted on uh, into the next. Yeah, so,
0: so there were three that we put on that, that uh, there were three that one from the local historic district article mm-hmm. um, we need to find out whether that's still going to be mm-hmm. in play to move because that was they, they had they were going to defer that right anyway. there mm-hmm. um, there was the uh, posting, posting. and recording of uh, yep. and, uh, and I, I believe the I believe we want to go forward with that I would um, think so yeah. Um, yeah. certainly the proponent the initial proponent mm-hmm. does I think and then um, there uh, was the estuary, yeah. which is definitely the, uh, the proponents. They the conservation it. commission wants to move forward with that. Uh, and then we have a citizen petition, which which which,
1: which, wouldn't which,
0: be. which really should that needs to go on. Um, you know that needs to go do on. Do they
1: don't far. have to resubmit it, or
0: uh, I, we'll have to check with town council, but I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. They I mean, I, they 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 for an, for an annual town meeting you only need ten signatures. For a special town meeting you need hundred or hundred and fifty and they got the hundred, So, hundred and fifty. Okay. So I so I, I think I think we, we have an obligation. Mr. Wells is thank thank you for jumping in and stopping my stammering here.
14: <laughs> so I'm gonna make a motion, Mr. Chair, that we forward three of the four that you mentioned. I'll, I'll just hold off on the on the um,
6: mm-hmm.
14: You just I already the slipped local my historic, mind. The one that the, local we're not historic. sure if they want to, but I'll make a motion to move those other three. To place them back on the an annual town meeting.
0: So that would be the uh, estuary, um, the um, posting and recording of meetings, um, the and the citizens' petition. I'll
14: uh, second. Yeah, I'll and second. the you, you, no. said you said the um, uh, local conservation so. one, right? Correct. Conservation. On the yeah, the estuary I said, I said well. the Sorry. conservation
0: one, but I don't know okay. that we should move forward on With the local historic because we need to hear from them. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So so the motion is for those three articles to mm-hmm. place on the warrant. I'll second. Motion's been made in second. Any further discussion? Um, all those in favor of Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. Z- Mr. <coughs> Wells. Yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. And Mr. Zulish, yes. Okay. Um, Mr. Chair, if I could ask. Yes, you, Mr. The Mr. You only,
5: I, if there's any warrant <laughs> articles that members are interested in and potentially kicking around, if you have any thoughts, please let me know so we can mm-hmm. include that on the list. Obviously, we will put on all the recurring budgetary and other, you know, Normal annual town meeting business articles, those will automatically go on and be presented next at our next meeting. But if there's anything else that members are interested in including, please um, please let me know.
0: Ms. Bradley, no, oh, okay. I, was I had joking. something.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right,
5: okay, she's got some budget right. stuff. She's a little <laughs> <to just> put <laughs> right. on the warrant. No, and it, I was just joking,
8: trying to lighten the mood. There we
0: go, yeah, uh, lighten the uh, enlighten it is. Um, all right, anything else on item eight? Nothing on item 8. Moving on to item 9, discussion
8: update FY 2025 budget. Um, Ms. Bradley or Ms. Andrew or Mr. Milano? I'm going to hand this right over to sure. Mr. Milano because we have not met since the last Correct. Nope. select board meeting we had.
5: Still uh, working towards um, and working with the folks at the school department on um, working to get a budget recommendation together. Uh, we'll be following up with everybody for another joint finance committee meeting. Um, within a week or two. Uh, I just did want to make note of, and it was referenced earlier, the governor did cut um, state budget appropriations um, by $375 million. It's quite unusual. Uh, It hadn't happened since 2016. Um, And the news coming out of Beacon Hill related to the state's finances has not been um, great news of late. Um, And The governor typically releases the the upcoming fiscal year budget uh, in January. We expect that the third week of the month. Um, You know, optimistic that all the state aid that the town has relied upon um, and all the state aid related to schools that has been increasing thanks to the Student Opportunity Act, um, you know, we're obviously very optimistic that that will come through again in fiscal 25. But as the tone has shifted slightly in Beacon Hill, um, we are waiting with a little bated breath just to see that that is confirmed. So hopefully we'll get some good news uh, later this month. And um, also related to the budget, we did receive another um, deposit of money for roads, um, $100 million allocated to cities and towns for road projects, which translates to about $300,000 for the town of Milton. Chapter 90, money that we get every year, which goes directly to roads, is about $600,000 a year. Um, and so we've received another $300,000 from the state um, so that is a good news item on the fiscal 25 budget, but just um, the news out of Beacon Hill has not been as optimistic it as it that. had been in the last couple of budget years, so just something to keep an eye on. Um,
0: Mr. Milano, do, do we, has the Mark Committee received the budgets?
5: We provided preliminary, preliminary budgets in December.
0: Preliminary. In December, okay. That's as, as, as we should and as our obligation is to do that. Okay, great. Um, all right, uh, anything else on item nine? Item 10, uh, discussion, update, approval, select board, landing committee recommendation for lot B proposals. Uh, Mr. Wells, is this this is you, I assume.
14: Mr. Chair, I'll let Mr. Milano speak first and then I'll add, um, I'll go from there. Great. Uh, thank you. If that's uh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
5: that, that works. Uh, the landing committee met uh, right before the holiday, so December 22nd, I think to um, evaluate the proposals received for Lot B. Uh, Two proposals were received, one was from Dexter Southfield for their rowing program, and the other was from the Milton Yacht Club uh, for um, boat storage that they typically have held there. Um, The Dexter Southfield proposal included um, in-kind benefits such as um, installation of a low-profile dock for public use and um, a fiscal contribution of um, $20,000. The Yacht Club's um, proposal for lease payments was $10,000, and um, they did offer in-kind um, contributions related to the ongoing maintenance and work that they, the Yacht Club has historically provided down um, at the landing. Uh, the Landing Committee's recommendation to this board is to move forward um, and into negotiations <coughs> with Dexter Southfield for a Lot B, um, with the caveat that um, the town and myself, I guess, <laughs> and also engage in the Yacht Club in terms of Boat storage at the landing, you know, if lot A works, what would that look like? Um, so that we're, you know, continuing to move forward on um, um, space at the landing that works for all of these parties that are interested in it. Um, so that has been the recommendation of the <coughs> committee to move forward with Dexter Southfield in terms of the lease for lot B and engage with the Yacht Club on boat storage on lot A um, to, to maintain that relationship. And I'll mm-hmm. defer to Mr. Wells or Ms. Musto for any. Additional color commentary,
0: Mr. Wells, Ms. Musto.
14: No, he, I, I agree with Nick. I mean, um, I'll actually mention Ms. Bradley as well, who attended the last face-to-face meeting between Mr. Milano, myself, and and the leadership of the Yacht And I said then, and I will reiterate now, I know that we got some correspondence today that is not much of that is not factual, but um, I'm committed to trying to make this work. I think that. Um, we have a plan that can make this work for them to continue to store boats at lot A. Um, right now, we did agree that um, they're a tenant at will currently and we'll just move forward that way, um, continuing them to do the same. And as if if uh, Mr. Model is able to negotiate a lease that um, we will figure out a way to make this work to move the boat storage of the Yacht Club from Lot B to Lot A. And I do think it's something that will work. That's about, that's about it. I would. It was unanimous vote, Mr. Chair. And I think that the final thing I would say is that between this lease and the deposit Rolling Club lease, this is also going to give us some money to do some of the capital upgrades that we need to do down there. To include like some outside electrical outlets, plumbing things like that that are you know sorely needed. And hopefully, we can back a few dollars. We can perhaps build some new public restrooms down there in the next couple of years. So. That's pretty much all I have to say on it.
12: Thank you, Mr. Wells. Comments or questions? Ms. Mostow. Thank you. I also just wanted to say as a member of the landing committee, um, definitely felt that we want to try to do what we can to try to keep the Yacht Club down there and make every effort to work with them and see if we can keep them on um, you know, perhaps Lot A. Uh, And I hope that Mr. Milano will work towards that, working with all entities and see what we can accomplish because I think the sentiment um, is to really try to keep all three entities there. Um, definitely a strong sentiment about that, so.
0: So so, so would it, and <coughs> I'll take other comments, question, I just want to ask, would it make sense to make a motion along the lines of um, um, uh, approving of the planning committee's recommendation with respect to dexter Southfield on lot B, and? and continuing to work with the Milton Yacht Club with respect to boat storage on lot A. Is that is that the the idea? Does that make sense?
14: Mr. Ch- Mr. Chair? Mr. Wells. I, yes, I please. think that's a little premature. Okay. I think that would be the vote. But I think what we should do now is to allow Mr. Mono to continue to work on a lease agreement with Dexter Southfield, come back to the board. Um, we'll continue to meet with the Yacht Club as well and come back to the board with a vote to be taken um, sometime in the next few weeks.
0: So you're not looking for a vote? Uh, no,
14: I don't want to vote tonight until he works out that lease. I think that's mm-hmm. more important. Okay.
0: All right. Other comments or questions? Oh, Ms. Musto and then Mr. Zoll.
12: Sure. And just to um, have Mr. Milano continue to work with the art Club mm-hmm. and see what we can accomplish because mm-hmm. we'd like to keep them there. Mr. Zoll.
1: Um, thank you. I'm uh, not, not going to add too much. Just, um, you know, I, I think Mr. Wells alluded to um, potential capital improvements in the landing. And so just a you know, this is a source of revenue for the town, which is great. It's great that we're getting uh, what is more of a market rate, I think, for this space. Um, obviously, um, you know, any capital improvements to any part of the town, we want to look at that as a as a select board, um, and uh, and and make those uh, determinations, um, you know, as this body, um, you know, to avoid um, the confusion that seemed to happen around the fence. Uh, just feel like it's necessary to point that out, but um, I, I, uh, I'm glad that the, the committee voted unanimously, and we'll, um, you know, I think waiting for Nick to finish the uh, negotiation makes sense. Thank you.
0: Oh, Ms. Musto,
12: Thank you. Um, as far as any type of improvements down there, would it have to go to both the planning board and the um, select board according to that revolving fund? No.
5: And... No. So there are, <coughs> the revolving fund you're referencing w- was set up but never put into place. There are two revolving funds related to the landing. Yeah. And one of them is, was a town meeting action and it places the control. It's for essentially whenever the town leases area. If you take a town meeting vote, um, the governmental entity that controls that land can have a revolving fund its disposal to use the rents earned to go back into the upkeep. And that's the, that's the revolving fund that's been set up for the landing. There was town meeting action on a different kind of fund to be administered by the select board and the planning board related to the Milton Village District, I okay. believe. Yep. that I don't, The attorney general ended up not approving as a legal um, bylaw for a revolving okay. fund. So that's the history on that. Thank okay. you Thanks for, for circling that back on it. Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> Mr. Welles, oh, <laughs> Ms. Bradley and Mr. Wells. That was good. Yeah, Mr.
14: Wells, and then Ms. Brett. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. Chair. The reason I say this is that there were both from the Ponce Rowing Club and the Yacht Club, and I expect from Dexter, and I know it was Nick can refresh me, I believe it was in some of their questions prior to their submittal was things specifically like upgrading the outside electric, um, enhancing, there's only one water, there's only one water meter down there now, Those are just things that we all have normally, all our businesses and homes have. Those are things we're probably gonna have to address. And I could see some of these coming up um, in the negotiations. So at least now we'll have a way that we can be able to approve them and front them. So that's it, Um, that's about all I have to say.
8: Ms. Bradley.
14: Thank you, Mr. Chair.
8: Thank you, Mr. Chair. So I have a few things to say. One, I negotiated in good faith with the Mountain Yacht (coughs) Club. um, And I would be remiss if I didn't say that I fully expect the Mountain Yacht Club to stay there. Um, I negotiated with them. I know how much they they came up higher than I even expected them to come up. Um, They are doing everything in their power to stay in that space. I understand that folks don't like the look of it. And I'm pretty sure we can figure something out to to work with that. But I, I will not vote or support anything that takes the Milton Yacht Club out of the town of Milton. We often talk on this committee. I've listened to I can't tell you how many members tell me the history of 900 people that live before me and why we do the things we do. The Milton Yacht Club has been here for over 100 years. I am in no way, shape, or form ready to get rid of them. I have voted to support other things that are here that I have no idea what they do, but they're here and they're part of our fabric. This is part of our fabric. And so I will not support anything that tells the Melton Yacht Club that they are no longer welcome on their own riverbank. That being said, I've now been a member of this committee for almost two years. We often rotate who is on select board committees. This is a select board (coughs) committee. I have no idea who the members are, Mr. Chair, none. I have no idea how they got appointed because None of the members besides Ms. Musto and Mr. Wells have been appointed since I started. I would like to know why the farmers market does not have a representative on the Milton Landing Committee. I would like to know why the lower mills residential business folks don't have a representative on this committee. I would like to know what it is that's actually happening down there. And so this wonderful bid from a prestigious school in Boston has just outbid a piece of our fabric in the town of Milton. Trust me, I often ask for more money trees, ask Nick. I am all about finding money wherever we can find money. That is not what I'm talking about tonight. What I'm talking about tonight is the fact that, as members Zoll referenced, there are things happening on the landing committee that we have no idea about. There was fencing put in that the select board never approved, that nobody approved for us to pay for. I'm the chair of the finance committee. I knew nothing about it at all. That, to me, does not instill great communication between a select board committee and the select board. This is not a rogue ad hoc committee. This is a committee that we, the select board, put together because we felt it was important. And so on the next meeting, Mr. Chair, I would like for us to really dive into this. And I know it's gonna be sticky and it's gonna be gross and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of balls that are taken home. But I would really like for us to sit down and talk about what is happening and why there's not somebody from the farmer's market on there. Why is there not somebody from this business district on there? There are a lot of things, I think, that are happening down there that I don't know is 100% fair. I, and, and, and I'm just going to say that. The Milton Yacht Committee came into the town hall and they negotiated in really good faith. And they were honest and they gave us more than I was thinking and I just wanna say to them out there that I support you and I understand that you thought that this was in good faith and it would be a shame that this town will get rid of something like the Yacht Club. So that's that's my request for you, for next meeting or whenever it is, but um, but I'm happy we're not voting on it tonight. Thank you for that, M- Member Wells, for not asking for us to vote on this tonight. So,
0: so we can certainly uh, put it on the agenda, uh, a, a, a more broad agenda item for the landing committee for next, uh, next meeting and we'll make sure do our utmost to make sure that it's not, um, it's not gross in any way. Um, uh, but let me, before, before we go to Mr. Wells, uh, let me, let me just, um, let me just uh, ask, when you say Ms. Bradley, you want to, uh, you'll not vote for anything to move them off, to, to uh, move them out. Does that mean move them off of lot B or move them off of uh, lot B and lot A?
8: Nope. So what it means is they need to be able to make revenue. Okay. And so in order for them to make revenue, they have to have revenue for storing boats. That's their livelihood, okay. right? So if I don't care what lot, we can put it on DEF. Okay. I really don't care. Yeah. Okay. I And, and Miss Musto understands because she's smiling yeah. at me right now. You just want but
0: a workable solution.
8: I want a workable yeah. solution yeah. where we can make sure that the boats, and I'll even get my kids out there, we'll build like a Chinese screen or something right. to cover them. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I don't. I don't think it's fair that we just say enough is enough. And I I think Ms. Musto agreed. If we go to Mr. Wells Wells,
0: and then Ms. Musto. Thank you. Mr. Wells.
14: Thank you, Mr. Chair. I don't know where Ms. Bradley's coming from. I never said, I've never insinuated. um, On a prior RFP, this board voted. Um, Mr. Milano negotiated and this board voted. To give them a 10 year lease on the building, they significantly less fee than, than any of the other lots. Um, we had interests in other bidders who would have paid more money, which I was against because the landing committee has nothing to do with the farmer's market, it has nothing to do with the. That's the other committee that was created. The landing committee's charge is just water dependent use, period. And I, you heard me say in front of your face, Aaron, you heard me say it again tonight. I've gone out of my way and will continue to go out of my way to try and make it feasible for all of them there. So I I don't know what you're going off about that someone's trying to get rid of them. No one has realized the historic value of the Yacht Club more than I have, which is why we are where we are right now. So um, I'm fine with whatever you want to do, Mr. Chair, but I'd rather let Mr. Milano negotiate with both, and then um, we will come back with a recommendation that I believe will be um, acceptable to everyone, and will be able to not only welcome a new tenant, but will be able to maintain the operations of um, the long-term existing tenant that has been there.
5: Sounds like that
0: thank process you. is the consensus of the board. Ms. Musto.
12: Yes. Um, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, to Ms. Bradley's point about the Yacht Club and the um, Commitment to keeping them there. That is exactly what I was thinking. Is and I've said that at the meeting that we want to keep them there. And as far as the boat storage, um, I know there was one talk talk at one time of the town making you know getting revenue from that. But I agree that they need to draw some revenue for themselves. And so I would fully support if we can work something out with them on you know maybe lot A that they could do that. but I think you know again, we have to have Mr. Milano talk with all the entities uh, before we you know take a vote on any of that, so I would support that as well. Thank you.
8: If I can just move Ms. On. Ms. Brown. Um Thank you, Mr. Chair. We as a select board have revamped multiple committees that serve under us their charge and what they're doing, and I think that maybe this is a time that we might want to look at that because there is a bigger picture down there than just the waterway so um, there's a lot of folks that in that um, that kind of impact that area and so you know other charges have been looked at and maybe this is one of those times so thank you
0: All right, put that on the agenda for the 23rd Um, anything else on this mr. Milano do you have what you need
5: yes if the board I'm hearing a consensus that I can um, I will begin (laughs) negotiations and I will report back
12: thank
0: you I think that's right I I don't don't think you need a vote to uh, accept a Proposal in order to be in order to negotiate. No. I think that's right. Okay, all right. Anything else on, on item 10? No. Item 11 uh, discussion approval board and committee appointments, um, airplane no- noise advisory committee reappointment.
12: I'll make a motion. Um, I'll make a motion that we reappoint Raju Pathak to the airplane noise advisory committee for a term to expire on June 30th, 2024. I'll second.
0: Motion's been made and second. Any further discussion, all those in favor, Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Wells?
14: Yes, sorry, Mr. Chair. That's
0: fine, Mr. Zoll? Yes. And Mrs. Zoll yes, okay. Item 12, discussion update, community forum regarding Israel, Palestine, and the war in Gaza, February 4th, 2024. Um, this grew out of our discussions last fall. Uh, the Milton Interfaith Clergy Association, led by Reverend Lisa Ward um, and Rabbi Benjamin and, uh, and others, have uh, taken the lead on this, along with Pat Lattimore of our Equity Committee um, and Milton Muslim Neighbors and several others. And uh, they are planning for a forum um, with our support. Um, and uh, tentatively scheduled to be at the Pierce um, Auditorium uh, on February 4th. Uh, the thinking is maybe between 3 and 5. I think that's a Sunday. It is. Um, so that's the current view. There is a flyer that I think you would have received. You, have re- you should have received. I don't know, Nick, if, if that, maybe that wasn't circulated. No. Um, but um, it's, um, uh, does, does everyone agree with the with? Pursuing this, it's really a Mica-sponsored, Milton Earthquake Association-sponsored event at this point, um, just with our
4: assistance.
0: Well, well, yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> no sorry. Intended, Church and state, Sorry. You know, <laughs> uh, but just with our with our involvement. Um, but do we need uh, a vote or anything no, like that? No. No. Okay. This is really just an update, to make sure everyone's on the same page. Everyone knows what what we're doing and and what's what's happening. So, and and more to come on the specifics on this, but it's really. Reverend Ward, who is uh, who, uh, along with several others, who are really taking the laboring oar on, on getting this uh, organized. So Mr.
1: Zoll. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Chair. I'm glad this is happening. Um, did I turn myself off? Mm-hmm. All the
0: no, I'm on. I'm good. I'm,
1: I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I think we should just make sure that we're uh, letting uh, the chief know about that and think yes. about making sure that we have uh, adequate uh, police presence. I know we can all treat each other very civilly, but this is an issue that we some passion I think it'd be good to have. Uh, and thank present, thank you. Yeah,
0: and that discussion has has been, great. has
1: been had as well. To the That's what I'm all mm-hmm. about.
0: Yeah. Um, anything else on this? Um, item 13, letter of support for the Council on aging application of the community transit grant program for a 14 passenger wheelchair accessible minibus.
12: I'll make a motion to approve the letter of support for the Council on Aging's application <laughs> to the community. It's
14: Richard's
12: dog. Oh.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Richard's dog is seconding you. It's the community transit grand program for 14 past
10: <laughs> no, shit. She had voices being weeks.
12: raised, now she's sitting
11: next
10: to me. <laughs> that was classic, Richard. <laughs> Motion's been made. <laughs> all second. And seconded. Um, <laughs> all those in
0: favor? Um, yes. Ms. Bradley, Ms. Mustard. Yes. Uh, Mr. Wells. Yes, Mr. Zulli. Yes, And Mrs. Zulli. Yes. Mrs. Zulish, yes. Uh, item fourteen: Discussion, approval, no, play, no place for hate proclamation, to be read on Monday, January fifteenth, twenty twenty-four, in our honor of honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, the event is being scheduled for um, between six thirty and eight at the Concord Baptist Church. Where, wait, wait, slow
6: down.
8: Where? What oh,
0: church? Sorry. Uh, and you'll, you'll see.
14: West, West Conquer
0: Baptist.
8: Thank you. West Conquer. Yeah,
0: West Conquer Baptist. Thank Western you. Church. Um, and I believe it's 630 to 8, but we have a flyer on that as well, um, that if we haven't circulated, we will, um, at which the No Place for Hate Proclamation um, uh, will be read. So uh, typically our... Are- we need to approve that on an individual
12: basis. Um, I'll make a motion to yes. approve the No Place for Hate proclamation to be read on Monday, January, 15, 2024, in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.
0: I'll second. Motion's been made and second. Any further discussion? Um, all those in favor? Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Muster? Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. And Mrs. Zulish, Yes. Item 15. Discussion. Approval
8: of meeting minutes. Uh, I'll Mr. make chair. Then, you want to do it? You can get.
1: I wasn't at the first one,
8: so we can't do it collectively. So you want to split it. Okay, so Mr. Chair, I'd like to make a motion to approve the amended meeting minutes for November 3rd, 2023. I'll second.
0: Motion's been made and seconded. All those in favor, um, Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musta. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Mr. Zoll and Mr. Zulish, yes.
8: Mr. Chair, I'd like to make a motion. Please. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, to approve the amended meeting minutes for November 9th, November 14th, and November 28th, 2023. <laughs> Motion yes, for I'll made,
0: second those. made and seconded. Uh, any further discussion? All those in favor, Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. And Mr. Zulus. Yes. Item 16. Discussion approval of a donation amendment <clears throat> coalition.
12: I'll move to accept the donation to the Milton Coalition for $100 from Anthony Cicchello and Christine Marie Camp.
0: I'll second. Motion's been made and second. Any further discussion, all those in favor of Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Mr. Zoll? Yes. Mr. Zoll, yes. Mr. Milano, uh, town administrator's report. Uh,
5: Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, Just a couple of items this evening. Uh, The Mass Municipal Association annual meeting um, is next Uh, Friday and Saturday. If you don't get their emails to your inbox, which you should. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, so if you're interested in in attending, uh, please let us know, we can register you. Um, The Friday workshops are generally pretty good. Um, A good take if any of the items um, speak to you. Um, I'll be attending and we'll have some department heads there as well. Um, The town is accepted into a program with MAPC called REACH, which is a partnership run with MAPC, the Government Alliance on Race and Equity, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston that will bring um, teams from different municipalities together to work on, learn about, and strategize on racial equity issues. Um, So it'll be a series of workshops at the Fed um, starting in February for eight months. Um, And that, actually, Josh Eckhart-Lee, who was with us earlier, was the one who spotted it and um, helped uh, shepherd the application through. So thanks to him, and we have an internal CEI committee made up of Josh, Sky Berube, our um, assistant town engineer, Will Adamzik, uh, library director, and Carla um, Fee, our HR director, who um, have been running uh, with this issue. So we appreciate them for their work on it. Um, and what else do I want to mention? We uh, have a new code enforcement officer, Markelian Berdufe, who started in December. Uh, that position had been vacant for some time. Uh, now. So uh, we're excited to have Kelly aboard. Uh, He's been working hard in there. Lots to learn, but um, he's been doing great so far. And uh, that's it for me this evening, Mr. Chair.
0: Thank you, Mr. Milano. Uh, Item 18, the Chair's report. I'll defer anything on the Chair's report to move us along. Is there anything? Oh, Mr. Bradley? No,
8: not on the Chair's report. The next one.
0: Okay, great. Item 19, public
8: comment response, uh, Ms. Bradley. Thank you so much, Mr. Chair. So uh, one of the wonderful um, neighbors in town came and spoke tonight about the MBTA zoning. Um, I'm specifically referring to the gentleman um, who spoke about the um, 40B that is being built in East Milton. And I just wanted to clarify for the record, and please, those of you that know more than me, please make sure that I am correct. But it's my understanding that um, that proposal was first presented with lower floors, so a a lower building, less floors, and the residents of East Milton fought that. And then the uh, developer went to the state, and the developer won and the developer created a larger building with more units. This is exactly what we are talking about when we talk about MBTA zoning and why it is so important to have local control. And so I just wanted to say that this did not come out because of a 40B thing. They had presented a much smaller footprint at the beginning, and because of the fight that happened there, they ended up with a much larger building. So I just wanted to clarify that.
0: Mr. Zoll.
1: <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Chair. I said I think all I need to say about MBTA communities. I did want to address uh, the neighbors of uh, Governor's Road who came to uh, talk. <clears throat> I'm certainly hopeful that we'll put uh, their uh, the, them as an item on our next agenda. And I know um, I, I wanted to ask Mr. Milano because I know there's a, a meeting scheduled with uh, with them and Traffic Commission. Is that going to happen before our? Are we gonna get a report back from that before that meeting?
5: Uh, the Traffic Commission is looking at the last week of the month. Um, I think they're penciling in the 25th. So mm-hmm. that would be after our next meeting um, and whether the Governor's Road folks would be amenable to coming at our following meeting after the Traffic Commission makes recommendation or, but we can, I can work that out with the with the residents on that issue. And the Beta Group has been out there. They've been studying the issue Beta. We had beta group, our traffic engineers, meet with the Governors Road they residents call. at town hall to go through um, the okay. issues that they've been seeing, and so they'll be reporting to the traffic commission with their recommendations, and then the traffic commission typically makes their recommendations to this board. So, that's the current sequence of events. Would be beta group reports to traffic mm-hmm. commission. Governors Road residents will obviously be there and able to speak, and then. Um, that traffic commission will report their recommendations to this board is the typical rhythm on these issues.
1: So I, I think, thank you, Mr. Milano. As as long as the as long as they're okay with um, postponing until February thirteenth, I think they've waited for forty years for action on this, and hopefully mm-hmm. waiting till uh, waiting a couple more weeks won't hurt too much. But you just you know you really do want to see action on this as quickly as possible. And I just want to acknowledge too. I know that uh, I've I've spoke uh, offline with uh, with those folks. I know uh, Member Wells also had a chance to meet with them, and I think um, Member Zulus is going to be talking with them tomorrow. So it's I think is that true, or is that tomorrow morning we'll okay.
0: have uh, we're going to meet with them and a, a representative from the uh, uh, police department and uh, also the director, the uh, the head of the DPW. So, so.
1: good. I I hope that uh, that they're all feeling heard, uh, and um, and it was really. Glad and sad, and glad to see so many people turn out tonight uh, for uh, advocating for their neighborhood. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Ooh. Richard, Mr. Wells.
0: I think you're. I don't know either. if I can hear you, Mr. You I lost you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Well,
14: I'm going to change headphones. Hold on. Okay. All right.
0: You're on mute, Richard. If you, I don't know if you're talking, but you're on mute. There you are.
14: I'm back. Thanks. Oh, can you hear um, us? Just two points. Okay. Uh, The governor's road thing is a long-standing and i'm not gonna i talk about a lot tonight but i to miss bradley's point on the east milton project the building is still the same the difference is the original building was less units with a larger mixed-use footprint and the new design is exclusively um units actually I'm sure if Josh or Tim were still here, he'd probably agree that they got more units out of it, again, on the SHR than they would have on the original, on the original plan.
12: Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Ms. Musto. Thank you. Um, just wanted to also comment on the people that came in from Governor's Road. It was a great showing of support um, to do something about a longstanding issue. And uh, on the select board, those are probably the, the major things we hear about is traffic Speed of cars cut through traffic, especially. So um, I think it applies to a lot of streets as well. That um, you know, bigger picture for the whole town has to be done as well. Um, and then I would just say that for the, it makes sense to hear what the traffic commission's recommend specific recommendations are before they come in. And then when we get to the meetings, maybe we can talk about do we want to keep that one on the 13th? That's the election day. Just wondering for the for the um, ballot question. Oh, so, that's a good point. Um, um, but anyways, I do right. think it should be the next we can one. If, what's it? We can well, well,
0: that? Well, hold on. Let's just that? For, yeah. But just for
12: this purpose, <laughs> I think right. it should be at a subsequent meeting that to ask them to come back if you want to put it as an agenda item. You know, once we um, find out what on the On Governor's Road. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. And I think just in general, we should think about at, at some subsequent meeting um, talking about, well, that's future, forget it. Okay, keep no. going. All right, so Sorry.
0: future meeting dates, item 20, uh, Tuesday, January 23rd, and then February 13th. A very good point raised um, because that's an election day. So the question is do we want to move um, the meeting maybe to the 6th? I uh, can't do the 6th. Okay, um, or do we want to move it? I, maybe we won't. Well, we'll have to move the meeting, I, I think. We, we can go to the, the, we
8: could do it in the car. I won't be there on the,
0: um,
8: um, <laughs> unless we did it during the day.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have town town buildings will be very active that day we could uh, be right. in the corner
8: huh? Nick just agreed well
0: um, but let's let's why don't we uh, why don't we table that and see what you know uh, mr. Milano will will pull we'll the we'll Just to
12: see if there are any other times as well I yeah don't know. I, think, I
0: think we I think I think uh, given the activity and t- the town activity that day we may well want to want to move that meeting um, Anything else on future meeting dates? So we'll we'll have Mr. Milano pull the members and see if we want to move uh, move that meeting. We can talk about it again on the 23rd as well. Um, anything else on that? 21 future agenda items. Um, uh, we got
12: a couple.
0: <laughs> we have a couple. Yeah, we have a couple, and you can always just send me an email or anything. Yeah, just maybe
12: something about traffic, you know, in traffic? general. Like sure. if, um, Mr. Berkeley has some ideas because he. You know, and you were on that too, the traffic mitigation yeah. committee. Just in general, um, because it seems to be a big problem and yeah. um, throughout the town. Yeah. A lot of speed, a lot of cut through. We hear these complaints a lot. So.
0: Why don't we Why don't we put that <clears throat> on, for, depending on the on the size of the agenda for the 23rd? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't we do
12: Yeah, do we either do you- that or the following one when they come in if they come in well he could come in both he could come in on
0: the general topic of traffic on the 23rd and then on the subsequent one on the specific item
12: yeah depending how long the agenda is right exactly (laughs) we don't want a huge agenda that's right that's right (laughs) right. we did have that
1: nice Mm. report which was alluded Mm. to um that was done in 2020 yes right um it might be worth Mm. including that as part of the packet
2: yep Mm
0: -hmm. yep we could do that we could we could have an update Mm -hmm. on that um, all right, uh, executive session. Thankfully, because we have people who've been waiting here very patiently for for hours, and I apologize for that. Uh, I'll move to entry to adjourn from open session and enter into executive session to discuss. Litigation strategy with discuss uh, strategy with respect to litigation filed by the town of Milton versus <coughs> the Federal Administration Aviation Administration, number 22-152, U.S. Court of Appeals First Circuit. Based on my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the litigating position of the Select Board, the Select Board will not return to open session. Second. Motion is made in second, and second in roll call vote. All those in favor. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Mr. Zoll? Yes. Mr. Zulish, yes. I move to enter into executive session uh, to discuss strategy with respect to um, uh, threatened litigation uh, by a town employee based on my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the um, litigation position of the select board. The select board will not return to open session.
8: Second.
0: Motion's been made and seconded. Um, any further discussion? All those in favor, Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. Wells. <coughs> yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. And Mr. Zoll, yes. Oh, I forgot that. Okay, but uh-huh. we can still talk about it. I move to enter into, <laughs> it. we're going to do that one last. I'm um, sorry, flight <laughs> of ideas. I move to, uh, to adjourn from open session, enter into executive session, to discuss strategy with respect to... Um, with respect to Wait a second. Do you need some help? No. I got it. All right. That's the last one. All right. I move to, enter, I move to adjourn from the open session and enter into executive session to discuss strategy with respect to, with respect to um, contract negotiations with non union personnel, the town administration, the town administrator. The town administrator. Based on my belief that discussion of this matter, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. just checking it. Disgu- I need a drink of water. Discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the negotiating position of the Select Board. The Select Board will not return to to open session. I'll second. Motion's been made in second, and seconded. All those in favor. Of Ms. Bradley. Yes. <clears throat> Ms. Musto. Yes. Uh, Mr. Wells. Yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. And Mr. Zoll is yes. Did I get them all, Mr. Malama?
14: Did I hear the collective bargaining one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Chair, did you get 23?
0: I didn't get 23. That's the one I didn't. Because I'm
14: going to abstain. Okay, go ahead, do that. One. Are we not, we're not. we not going on that. Are we
0: yes, I will. Yes. I will. All right. Uh, I move to enter into. I also moved to enter into and move to adjourn from open session and enter into executive session to discuss strategy, with respect to collective bargaining, um, Milton Professional Management Association and Milton Firefighters Local 1116, based on my belief that discussion. Uh, of these matters in open session may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining possession of the position of the select board. The select board will not return to open session. Second. Second. Motion's been made and seconded. All those in favor, Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes, yes my
14: name. Mr. Mr.
0: Mr. on a on Mr. Zoll. What's yeah. that? He's abstaining on Oh, yes, I yes, yes. On. yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. And Mr. Zoll yes, and, and then I will point out as well for a ma- matter with respect to the um, the executive session on the Town of Milton versus the Federal Aviation Administration, we will be joined by two members of the of the uh, Airplane Noise Advisory Committee, but not a quorum of that committee this evening. Um, I think we have it all. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Um, and I will entertain a motion to adjourn.
8: I'll make a motion to adjourn. i motion. second.
0: Motions, motion's been made and second. Rolls in favor of Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. We Wells. Yes. Mr. Zoll. Yes. And Mr. Zulus. Yes. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we will see you again on... 23rd. Thank you. It just takes me a little time. Just give me a little time. Little, ready. We will see you again on January 23rd. Thank you, everyone. Have a nice evening and a nice week.